go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Off and running on this 16th day of December 2022. This is the Horn. Headon.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Real Time Multimedia Madcap Extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All times in between and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast, thanks so much for listening to the podcast and for listening to the live program and for listening wherever it is that you listen to this program, however it is that you listen to this program. This is a unique and special, dare I say, um, broadcast community. I don't think you're likely to find the likes of it uh, much of anywhere else on either side of the political aisle. And it means so much to have so many people be part of it. So, anyway, if you do pop by the chat room, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Anatole and Irish Dave and Kid Mark and Squeaky and capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who, although he is a third-stage guild navigator, has declined to fold space to become Man Cave. Hi, I'm Robin, and pretty pleased, as we've been asking, um, because, well, Brother Deacon Asa asked me to start doing this, and Brother Deacon Asa pays attention to things like algorithms and whatnot and so forth. Uh, uh, Wherever and however you listen to this program, whether it be Podbean or uh, Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or... Apple Podcasts, Lord, there's a million different ways to get the program. Most of them are listed. I mean, not a million. Come on. But they're, and, but most of them can be found if you go browsing around at headon.live. But when you're listening on one of these, pod, uh, on, on one of these uh, platforms, click the thumbs up or the heart or the like or, you know, whatever it is. Because um, algorithms are only as good as the people who write them, uh, among other things, uh, folks. Uh, uh, Lee in New York taught me that a while back, and I took it to heart. Uh, they are not independent actors. They are not truly AI, but the fact of the matter is they only see activity if they are drawn to it. So the more people like and the more people love and the more people thumbs up, then the more likely it is that we move up in the rankings or whatever it is. Uh, 
and and get to uh, reach potentially more people who pr- want to participate in the community because you know it's obviously there's no PR budget um, can't pay anybody to talk about how wonderful we are so that's that's what we've got going for us um, so if you would do that it would be tremendously helpful and uh, of course every program at the horn begins with gratitude and this program is no different so thanks go out to our 16th day of the month subscribers and that means uh, thank you so very much for this particular day uh, to our buddy Zed thank you Zed in Iowa and uh, thank you to Mark and thank you to Reinhardt over there on the Virginia coast. Thank you to David in Oregon, formerly of San Diego. Um, thanks all for being part of the uh, reason this program remains on the air. And special thanks to our anonymous friend who has done two, two, count them, two, have a show on me's uh, to get us down to a fundraising goal, an, an entirely f- manageable fundraising goal for this Friday on the front porch of... Uh, uh, 550 bucks. That's really doable, hopefully. Um, and uh, so maybe we can maybe we can get there. It would be wonderful if we could, uh, because the next bill we're sweating. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's the same bill bills everybody else has, but it seems like ours just well they run a little different, I guess. But uh, when you live in the land of cheap, coal-fried electricity uh, and the weather turns cold, it stops being quite so cheap. So by the day after Christmas, mm, I've got to pay 800 bucks to Appalachian Power because, well, among other things, we heat this place with space heaters because there is no furnace. Um, and that sucks up a lot of electricity. It really and for truly does that and the fact that there's an electric water heater etc we run it we run a refrigerator you know other but it's horrifying and Appalachian Power has this long-standing history of passing on their bad business decisions to the rubes I mean ratepayers and there we go uh, so we're looking at that and somewhere along the way I'd like to be able to buy my medication because I'm uninsured. Um, And uh, I got a note from Randy Radar. Happy birthday to Randy Radar's dad. It's uh, Mr. Radar's 93rd birthday. And a very, very happy birthday to him. And I hope you're able to spend some time with him and really make it it quality time, Randy. Uh, I... I don't upload anything to Apple, Randy. Um, I upload to Podbean, and I upload to White Rose Society. And I think Apple Pod, whether it's Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Spotify, they all pick it up from Podbean. And so if there was a program on December 2nd, and God, I mean, that, what was that? That was 14 whole days ago. Um... Let me see. 
Uh, yeah, there was a there was a Friday on the front porch, and so I uploaded it. I know for a fact I did. I can look in the, uh, and this is just wandering around in the weeds. Uh, let me see here. Brother Deacon Asa, was there a program on the second? I don't think we've missed a Friday on the front porch in a while. Um, I, I could be wrong, but let me let me see here. Uh, so that would be. Yeah, yeah, it got uploaded. Because I'm looking at it in the recycle bin, which is where it goes. Hmm. I, I I don't I don't know, uh, Brother Deacon. If you could uh, uh, if you could help a girl out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, so that uh, uh, well, maybe we'll get an answer. And thank you very kindly um, to uh, Lady B. Lady B got us started just now, and so uh, that means we're down to $530 to go in fundraising. Lady B says, uh, have a good show. Happy birthday to Randy Radar's dad. 93 is your father sharing his blessings. Treasure it. P.S. I was wrong about Nancy. She's stellar and a badass bitch. She says she's a workhorse, not a show horse. I look forward to her daughter's documentary. I nobody, and then that's you know that's what comes of being a grown-up politically. You understand you're not going to be in complete agreement with any given politician, but you hope that maybe you can agree with them most of the time and trust them to try to do the right thing. And for the most part, that's that's where I am with Nancy Pelosi. And like I said, um. I think in a couple of years' time, we're going to miss her. And we will not see her like again. It was the darndest thing. They unveiled Nancy Pelosi's portrait, which will uh, hang in the Capitol. And it's a lovely portrait. She's holding the gavel. She's wearing a red suit. Um, The painter who did the portrait uh, just recently passed away. He really captured her, her, her essence and her style and her spirit. But at the unveiling, who would you... Well, uh, Cavers McCarthy was not there for Nancy's remarks because he said he had <clears throat> meetings. <clears throat> uh, because he's Cavers McCarthy, man of silly putty. But you know who was there? John Boner. Of all people. And the time away from government seems to have done John Boner some good. Boner is famously emotional. And he got choked up when he was talking about what a worthy opponent and decent and civil person Nancy had always been as long as he had known her. And uh, said, by the way, Madam Speaker, my daughter's said, I absolutely had to tell you they said hi. My daughters are Democrats, if you couldn't guess. And 
it just kind of led me to wonder, how can a young woman be anything but? I'm just trying to, but I mean, they're out there, uh, these these uh, young women who aspire to be trad wives, to giga chads, I guess, and treat their uteruses like clown cars and you know, whatever, but that ain't John Boner's daughters. Um, oh, and by the way, um, Stephen New York notes, I tried to buy a Trump icon, but they were all sold out. Maybe next year. And uh, that reminds me of something that Brother Deacon Asa said yesterday. Uh, namely, uh, you best believe I'm a swing for one of them Trump NFTs. That some bitch is going to set historic records for how crooked a U.S. president can be. Those NFTs are going to be worth something someday. Right, <laughs> I get. Right, really, you got you got ninety nine dollars laying around that you couldn't spend on rot gut tequila or or or, or badass bar. You know, I don't know Jim Beam. Ninety nine dollars probably a lot of Jim Beam. Wouldn't make you feel near as shitty as owning one of those NFTs, Brother Deacon. Um, okay. So for some reason or another, and I know not what, um, the uh, upload for de- uh, J- December 2nd is missing from Podbean. So thanks for bringing that uh, to my attention, Randy. I'll get it uploaded for some reason. I'll get it uploaded. I, I, I do the same thing every evening, and sometimes... The magic works, and sometimes it doesn't. Isn't that, uh, isn't that what Grandfather told Little Big Man in the movie of the same name? Uh, okay, that is, that's that that that's crude, Steve, and I'm I, I agree with you, and for that reason, I'm not going to start the program that far into the gutter, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, So, and by the way, it's Friday on the Front Porch. If you would like to participate in Friday on the Front Porch, all you got to do is go to headon.live and click the button that says click here, and it'll carry you over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree where we keep this, uh, where where we, uh, that we sublet from the Keebler Elves, where we keep the extraordinary, ordinary roundtable. You can be a part anytime you choose. Uh, we'll get that all started here in about 45 minutes or so. But where to start uh, this evening? Let's see. Uh, and by the way, the, the, the stupid NFTs, it just as an indication of whatever their volume was it, the uh, P.T. Barnum it, yeah well they're sold out really they're sold out 
and that that tells me something about how many stupid people there are in the United States. It is a number equal to the number of NFTs that got sold, right? Uh, so there's that. Uh, Steve in New York pointing out, 99 bucks. I'd rather spend that on a photo of Jake Gyllenhaal's legendarily large endowment. You, Steve, you are going, you're, you're trying to drag this program into the gutter despite my best efforts. What are we going to do with you? Uh, of course, then again, it's a free country. Uh, Matt in San Francisco says, subject line, Nancy. I just watched Pelosi in the House on HBO. It's very well done. I came away with an even deeper appreciation for what she's accomplished. I agree that in time people will miss having a competent leader. And no, she's not far enough left for me. But she is a badass. And just one more reason to be a proud third-generation San Franciscan. Well, you know, San Francisco knows a, knows a badass woman when they see one, so they didn't hold being from Baltimore against her. And, of course, I guess she learned her chops from her daddy, uh, raised in the greater Charm City area, yeah. from one coast to, and, and one bay to another. Chesapeake Bay to San Francisco Bay. Yeah, Ralphs, I know. Same, same. What? The Trump NFTs are sold out? I know. By the way, I had a conversation earlier today with the one and only Tara Devlin. And we were talking about it really would be a good idea to come out with a series of, uh, oh, I don't know, Trump as the 12 Caesars bunch of t-shirts. She, she agreed with me when I said, all we got to do is find one celebrity to wear it onto a talk show. And they'll they'll sell like hotcakes. I guess hotcakes really do sell. And Christopher in Oregon says, uh, "Orange NFT. I prefer orange H I C. Hi C. What to do with my ninety nine bucks? Tough decision between purchasing a Naranja Nincompoop NFT or." Get my car painted by Earl Scheib, Donnie Orange. Oh, cruel world. What to do? And, you know, that's that. That's one of the lingering sad after effects of Nitwit Nero. He's ruined the color orange for a lot of us. I have, for instance... And since Steve's been trying so hard, well, let me just go ahead and do it. Um, as a result of what happened a year ago and the therapy that I've had to maintain on, an, on a daily or sometimes several times daily basis, um, I have some <clears throat> appliances. And they range in size from one and a quarter inch in diameter to one and a half inch in diameter. Uh, the first one is purple, one and a quarter. Then it goes to uh, the one and or is there one and an eighth is purple, and then uh, blue is one and a quarter, and then green is one and three eighths. And damned if the one and a half inch one isn't orange. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think I'm insane, but these things are 
a set of these is given to every woman who goes through gender confirmation surgery. And it comes from a company called SoulSource. And I actually wrote to SoulSource saying, Dear SoulSource, as a result of the uh, of, of the association of the color orange with the incredibly transphobic occupant of the White House from 2017 to 2021, I got to tell you, that one and a half inch appliance is uh, triggering. Let's work on some new colors. How about pink? And I swear, if they bring out a pink, I'll get it. Just to be able to be done with that orange. And again, I'm trying not to go into too too graphic a detail, but <sighs> orange. And it's such a shame because, you know, orange popsicles, you know, orange dream sickles, oranges. And then they're 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 all to a certain degree greater or lesser um, negatively impacted by the existence of of Julius Geezer. Orange Julius Geezer. Thinking about that earlier today because a friend of mine posted in our high school graduating class page about running across a photo of the old Orange Julius store in the mall where most of us spent a lot of our leisure activity some 40 plus years ago. Orange Julius Geezer. Never mind. That really wasn't where the program was going to get started. No. Uh, there's polling data out that has Nitwit Nero throwing an absolute conniption. Like there's anything new about that. Uh, he went on his uh, dodgy, sketchy, falling apart social media platform to complain that the Wall Street Journal is being unfair to me. So unfair, believe me. They published a poll that isn't even, like, really a poll, because if it was a real poll, it would show that 102% of Americans want me to be president again. But instead, it shows that I'm badly trailing Ron Monkey Up DeClantis for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. And, I mean, it's true. He's down by almost 20 points, perhaps more, in comparison with Ron Monkey Up DeClantis. So I'm still hoping that maybe my, uh, my, my, my theory proves true and we get a Republican primary of... And you know what? Liz Cheney could go ahead and say that her running mate is going to be Adam Kinzinger. He's not going to have much to do. Um, might need something to get him out of the house. And the two can just barnstorm America on the, during the Republican primaries and just hammer Nitwit Nero day in and day out. Stoke the stroke, Liz. Come on, girl. And then, of course, Ron Monkey up DeClantis will be hammering at him from the uh, fascist neo-Nazi right. Because after all, Ron Monkey up DeClantis was a first. Uh, his first election as governor of Florida was only by the assistance of real live, no kidding Nazis. It could that that could be. Some, 
I think that could be highly entertaining. And then, you know, only only at the Republican National Convention does Liz Cheney say, done now. Just like the end of, uh, what, There Will Be Blood? Daniel Day-Lewis, done now. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you for those encouraging words, Steve. Your insanity, I'm pretty sure most of the community have been thinking you're insane for far before your transition. You're probably not wrong. Well, you know, when I... When, when I even get to Brother Deacon Asa, I know. I, oh, Jesus, too much information already. No, 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 damn it. God! For, and, uh, for all the crap you send me? <sighs> yeah. And I was, I was very circumspect in my description. Lay off. Uh, but not only did uh, Nitwit Nero flip out about the poll numbers. He also flipped out about Jack Smith because Jack Smith has hit the ground running as the uh, special counsel and he's already subpoenaed state and local officials in all seven of the so-called battleground states where Nitwit Nero and his minions Hi! Do not pick on Brother Asa. Who's picking on me? Do not pick on Brother Asa. I, I won't. They Thank sent you. they sent us a lovely credit, a lovely Christmas card. Yes, they did. I love you guys. You boys are just growing like weeds. What handsome lads! Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So now you know. No, okay. Yes. Thank, thank you. Thank you, dear. Reading Rainbow. Yes. <sighs> she came all the way back here to defend Brother Deacon Asa. Okay, but anyway, uh, Jack Smith is sending out subpoenas to all seven states where the uh, where Nitwit Nero and his minions tried to uh, overturn the Constitution of the United States. By the way, Mike Lindell, Mister Meth Pillow, is back on Twitter again because freedom, and I think his first tweet was meltdown. The no, not the. Melt down the voting machines. Melt them down. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So with the subpoenas flying around, um, Nitwit Nero said, uh, The Eric Holder Obama disciple, special prosecutor Jack Smith, he's no Jack Smith, has found nothing that I've done wrong or differently than other presidents on the boxes hoax raid of Mar-a-Lago, including the fact that presidents are protected under the Presidential Records Act, uh, the Clinton Sox case, and more. Now Smith is snooping around the perfect phone call I made to the Georgia Secretary of State, challenging the corrupt presidential election results. My absolute right to do... Which leads us back to a reference to Miss Nancy. Miss Nancy sat down uh, for an interview uh, with CNN and uh, Jamie Gangel, 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 and decided uh, she was not going to mince any words. I found it, well, 
refreshing. What are you going to have? Uh, I think I would get um, dumplings. All right, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Hot and sour soup. That's what okay. I was going to have. Okay. Nice bowl of soup on a cold day. There you go. You actually first met at a meal like this in 1987. Oh. Wait, what? what is it about... Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can always I can always find a way to make a reference to my favorite comedy of the late twentieth century, The In Laws, with uh, Peter Falk, and uh, the first time I heard that clip, it was like, wait a minute, this is from The In Laws. Do you know that scene in the in in the deli? In New York, um, where Peter Falk and uh, Alan Arkin are discussing matters that have recently transpired. And Peter Falk tells Sheldon Cornpet, you know, Alan Arkin, crumble up some crumble up some crackers in the soup. It'll absorb the grease. Stop with the soup. And I, when I when I heard when I first heard Chuck Schumer say, uh, "Cold winter day, nice nice day for a cup of soup, hot soup." Went, oh my God, the Senate Majority Leader is mild mannered Manhattan dentist Sheldon Cornpet. What are you going to have? Uh, I think I would get um, dumplings. All right, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Hot and sour soup. That's what okay. I was going to have. Okay. Nice bowl of soup on a cold day. There you go. You actually first met at a meal like this in 1987. And it's okay. like January. And George Miller, who was my roommate, my landlord, he said, there's a new person joining our group. Her name is Nancy Pelosi. She's the new Congress member from San Francisco. And she, he, before I met her, she will become the first woman speaker. That's what he said. God's <laughs> honest truth. He was right. But what was interesting yeah, about she didn't it. Know I was right. <laughs> you <laughs> really knew the first time you Well, were. I knew she would really be a force. <laughs> Whatever that might be. Yeah, would you like to put some appetizers? So I'll have an order of shrimp dumplings. Okay. And then I'll have some string beans. Talk to me about your, your relationship. The two of you finish each other's sentences. You're on the phone constantly. Four, four five, five, seven, three, oh, and I'm not going to say the last No, four please. <laughs> you, you know everybody's phone number. My person, I probably dial hers more than just about anyone other than people in my family. Well, here's the thing. I, I say this all the time. He has a, what do you call that phone? Flip phone. A flip phone. If he had a regular smartphone, we could reduce the number of conversations because I could just text him. How would you describe your relationship? You're called the power couple. You're called an odd couple. Yeah, your we're friends. close friends. It's your almost friends. like brother and sister. That's bit. right. When you disagree, who wins? Usually her. No, no. When we disagree, then we end the conversation, yeah. and we know we're going to come we back. We had a pretty and, tough one a week ago, right? 
What was it? What it was, was it about? about? I don't even remember. I don't remember what it was, but it was, well, shall we say, candid. Candid, yes. <laughs> I want to talk about how the two of you navigated working with former President Trump. Because um, <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> he he famously nicknamed the two of you Chuck and Nancy, right? It was always Chuck and Nancy. I think you both knew that Speaker Pelosi got under his skin, right? right? Yes. Was there a strategy when you went into a meeting? Was there a good cop, bad cop? He's just inaugurated. This is an historic moment. The Damn it, Jamie. Don't don't ask him to give away the secrets. And for God's sakes, this is just a tiny little radio program. Don't tell the world about Stoke the Stroke. President of the United States. So I'm thinking, how is he going to begin? Is he going to quote the Constitution, American history, poet, the Bible? You know I won the popular vote. That's how he started. Then I said, Mr. President, that's just not true. We sort of set him up instinctively. We didn't plan this. Everyone thought we planned it out. It was about the government shutdown the first time. And Nancy said something to him about he didn't understand about women. So, uh, what? Chuck was masterful. Well, he was masterful. She set him up so I could go in for the kill. No, but he was masterful. He's talking to him about the government shutdown and about um, immigrants and the rest. And he says, "I'll take ownership of the yeah, shutdown." I said, so, Mr. President, you'll own. Will you own the shutdown? Yes, I will. And that was, oh, thank you very much. There are a series of moments that you saw firsthand. There's the clap, there's tearing up the speech, and then there is the famous picture. It's the meeting in the cabinet room where you stood up and, uh, and confronted. Looking back at those moments, yeah, that, and that, that photo is so iconic. I mean, it, it, she is standing up, and all the old white men are just sitting there cowering. She's standing up. She's got that p p finger pointed right at him. Mm, no wonder he hates her so much. What was going through said, your mind? He said he doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what he's up against. I tell people. Nancy instinctively knew how to handle Trump because for her first, you know, 35, 40 years of life, she raised five children and she knew how to deal with children. <laughs> and that's what helped her deal with Trump because he ultimately was a child. We had a different approach. Chuck was a New Yorker. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So they spoke their own kind of, they understood each other. January 6th, there is extraordinary footage of the two of you being evacuated. Um, what was it like that day? It was horrible. I mean, it was a horrible <coughs> time. And, um, it's frightening. People are invading the Capitol. We were both worried that our own members, the senators in my Senate, the people in her house, what was happening to them because they whisked us off to this other place. For a while, cell phone service didn't happen, and it was just frightening. 
Did you try to reach out to the president himself? Yes, they wouldn't put him on. Uh, the attorney general, the acting, I think he was acting attorney general, he wouldn't put him on. He wouldn't take your calls? president wouldn't, that's correct. I think you see in some of the film how firm Chuck was when we were calling the governors, the mayors, the secretary, and, and when you were talking to the secretary of the army, the attorney general, Secretary of the Army was supposed, it, it's really a tragedy that they did not send the National Guard earlier. They were sort of afraid to act. Trump had so intimidated everybody, you could never tell him the truth, you could never go contradict him. Have some Peking duck, it's good. That's, it I'm is eating good. too much. There's a CNN poll that just came out that shows there's little appetite on both sides for a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024. Uh, you're stepping aside. Do you think President Biden should step aside? Oh, for God's sake. We've been over this. We've been over this. Should President Biden, the single most progressive president this history, this country has ever known in its history, short of maybe FDR, but this member, Jamie Gangel, of the multi-millionaire for-profit media, wants to know if President Biden should step aside. Good God. That's, that's a way to guarantee a Republican in the White House, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. I think President Biden has done an excellent job as President of the United States. I hope that he does seek re-election. Good girl. Look president. at what he's accomplished. You a think lot of he people, should run again? Yeah, he's done an excellent, excellent job. And he runs, I'm going to support him all the way. Right now, Donald Trump is the only Republican. I know, I know, I know. Neither of those people are nearly anywhere sufficiently ideologically pure. But that's how it's done. You get behind your president, you stay behind your president, you don't waffle, you don't say, well, maybe, yes, sort of, whatever. I think he should run, and I will be there when he does. Oh, there's a little bit of Jack Kennedy in there, isn't there? Yeah. We go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is hard. But really, that's how you do it. And he has done a phenomenal job. And if you want to turn him into Jimmy Carter, sure, somebody run against him. Somebody primary him. I hope, I, 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 I hope people are listening. Who has announced he could be the nominee. He could be president again. You've been through the first presidency. You've been through January 6th. What would it mean if Donald Trump was reelected president? I don't think it'll happen. The American people have gotten wise to him. Took a little while, but they did. I don't think that we should talk about him while we're eating. <laughs> See? <laughs> really? Another Trump presidency? You call Donald Trump, quote, insane. I think there's a need for an intervention there by his family or somebody. Bingo. 
I know, I know. I'm, ca- I'm going to catch hell for being such a little fangirl. But how can you not respect somebody who just speaks the daggum obvious truth? I think so there's a need for somebody in his family to do something. There's a need there for an intervention. He's selling wrestling superhero NFTs at 99 bucks a pop. And by the way, the, I, I checked while, while the video was running. Yeah, that, that uh, latest poll, he is down 23 points to Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Now, that doesn't mean I think he should know. I think in the end, he, he may very well chicken out because he does not wish to be humiliated in, his, in, in the primaries and the bluster and the bravado isn't going to carry him anymore. He's completely lost in it. He's lost the thread. But of course, you, me, we, us, we've been talking about him not being in control of his own faculties since practically the very beginning of his presidency because there's been so much evidence of that fact. How many conversations here did we have here about Section 4 of the 25th Amendment? About the mechanism by which, a, well, it didn't happen because the cabinet was filled with craven bootlicks and lickspittles. But the mechanism by which a president may be removed for being sold American, gone. That's the pull quote from this entire interview. He needs an intervention. He needs a Thorazine dart in the side of the neck, but that's too much to hope for. He's so crazed and starved for attention, he'll sit down with literal Nazis in an attempt to get the spotlight on him. Oh, by the way, there is evidence out now that the artist uh, known as The um, has been talking about his abiding admiration for uh, Adolf Hitler. I'm talking, about, of course, about Yedolf. Uh, for at least two years... So there's that. But let's 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 go back and just kind of cherish that moment again. If Donald Trump was re-elected president. I don't think it'll happen. The American people have gotten wise to him. Took a little while, but they did. I don't think that we should talk about him while we're eating. <laughs> See? <laughs> really? Another Trump presidency? You call Donald Trump, quote, insane. I think there's a need for an intervention there by his family or somebody. You know, I don't think he's on the level, no. I don't think he's on the level. How many other euphemisms are there? A few bulbs short of a chandelier, a couple of, pic- a couple of sandwiches shy of a picnic. The golden escalator. Don't go all the way to the top. His clock ain't properly wound. And I'm sure with that quote that... that, Yeah, yeah, but Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi. Well, the body cam video got released a couple of days ago because uh, 
what's his name, DePape? Yeah, he got, uh, he had his uh, preliminary hearing, and the footage was played, and the officer is seen to say, or heard to say, drop the hammer now, and DePape in turn, recl- uh, and, and, and they ask uh, Paul Pelosi, do you know this guy? And he goes, nope. Drop the hammer now. Nope. Not going to happen. And to the extent that we like for members of law enforcement not to be homicidal, the fact that they didn't blow this dude to kingdom come, we got to be careful that we're not running around on a bunch of double standards. Because the fact that they, they they did not blow him to kingdom come means that we get to learn more about him. We get to learn more about uh, his motivation, and his motivation it was uh, it was pure maggot, babbling about how shabbily Trump had been treated. But maybe by not having blown him away, we can learn a little bit more. And speaking of which, you know, homicidal maniacs. And you're right, Randy Radar. Randy Radar says Trump's pronouns are, oddly enough, I me. Not far off. Yep, Darlene in Connecticut. More like Teddy, Robin. Yes, and Nancy is a boss. She is. And, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to, not looking forward to, but... January 3rd is going to be interesting. Not because anybody's going to be massed outside the Capitol to run inside and take a poop on the rotunda floor and finger paint with it or anything like the maggots do. But because Kever's man of silly putty McCarthy, well, the people who are opposed to his speakership seem not to be budging. And he's getting perilously close to not having five votes to give in his desperate bit. It's all he's ever wanted. He just wants to be Speaker of the House. He just wants the gavel. He doesn't give a fuck about America. He just wants... You know, it's... I don't know. It's like a... It's like a... It's the political version of a little blue pill for Kevers. But like I said... You know, I agree. I agree with Nancy. There needs to be an intervention. Probably won't be. But another, uh, another, another piece of news hit the interwebs today. Came from the Daily Beast, and it has to do with Anderson Lee Aldrich. And at least the Daily Beast has stopped with this, uh, or at least during, in, in, in portions of their reporting, have stopped this charade of buying into the pettifogging lawyers, pettifogging, and re- referring to Anderson Lee Aldrich with they, them. Um, but the Daily Beast has discovered that a year before Andy walked into Club Q and started slaughtering people and wounding others and winding up facing some 305 felony counts 
Well, that previous year, after all the business with the bomb threats and everything, uh, he was arrested. Uh, The charges were of kidnapping his grandparents. And that he had stockpiled uh, explosives. And had been talking about his plans to become the next mass killer before the SWAT teams showed up. Well, the Associated Press got hold of court documents uh, from the uh, appearance by Anderson Aldrich before Judge Robin Chittam. In that uh, in that in that hearing, Judge Chittam told Anderson Aldrich, "Quote: You clearly have been planning for something else. It didn't have to do with your grandma or grandpa." And then, lo and behold, the something else happened as November the nineteenth turned to November the 20th. And the family, uh, the reason there was no prosecution was because the family refused to prosecute him. Defense attorneys made a motion to dismiss. The court granted it because the state couldn't put on the necessary evidence to secure a conviction. So this adds even more weight to the argument that what happened at Club Q was entirely preventable. And that responsibility for Club Q lands squarely on the shoulders of Anderson Aldrich but it also lands on the shoulders of the sheriff of El Paso County Colorado its county commission and everybody in its Republican government Colorado's red flag laws could have been uh, could have, could have been engaged And he could have been stopped a year before he did anything at Club Q. He pulled the trigger. But the sheriff of El Paso County, Colorado, made goddamn sure that he had the trigger to pull. And make no mistake, that's evil. The fact that El Paso County, Colorado decided that it was going to be a sanctuary city not for human beings, but for guns. If such a thing were possible, that sheriff should be recalled. Every Republican office holder who ever said a positive word about a sanctuary city for guns or, or, or not using the red flag law, the tool that was given them to prevent such, just such things as what happened at Club Q. 
every one of them should be driven from government and frankly driven from decent society and the presence of decent human beings. Being Republicans, I'm sure they wake up in the morning and they have their breakfast and they go about their business and they come home at night and they have their dinner and they go to bed and they never once look at all the blood that covers every square millimeter of their Republican bodies. The blood of innocence. Late last year, Judge Robin Chittum got a letter uh, from Aldrich's grandparents saying that he was certain to commit murder if he was freed. But Judge Chittum dismissed the charges. Because the family wouldn't prosecute. If you are a loved one of someone injured or killed in that attack, how can you possibly read these articles and not simply howl in furious outrage? Meanwhile, in breaking news, Robert Cremo Jr. has been uh, charged with reckless conduct in relationship to the July 4th parade slaughter in Illinois because he helped his homicidal son get the gun permit necessary to obtain the firearm with which he ended the universe for seven people in Illinois on the 4th of July. Good. Prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. I don't want to hear anything about ankle monitors. I want him going straight to Joliet. It is Joliet, isn't it? My Illinois friends. That, I mean, at least I guess it used to be. Basing that on my understanding of the Blues Brothers movies, so take that for what you will. But it's a step forward. Also a step forward. The fact that uh, what is it? Five cops in Louisiana stand have actually been charged in the murder of a young black man who of course had done not a damned thing
It ain't necessarily everything, but it's something. Oh, and I had a I had a lovely note from Jessica up in Minnesota. For the Horn family congregation, yesterday marked the start of my 46th orbit around the G2V celestial object known as Saul. In celebration, I'm going to give a present to you, Robin, in the form of a $10 donation to the show. And I'd like anybody else who has five bucks and wants to join in the observance to likewise donate. It'll be a wonderful present to me, knowing we were able to boost the operating fund a bit. So thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you so much. And here's to a wonderful coming year around around that little sort of low-rent star we orbit. It's at almost any distance at all, it's so faint as to be almost invisible. Thank you, Jessica. So, um, say happy birthday to Jessica with a little, you know, with five bucks, and that'll get us down below five thirty. Well, so that gets us down to five twenty, and uh, maybe we can get down below five hundred, and I can start thinking about the power bill. Flavio says I'm for Biden running again. I have. Nothing against Biden. Let him run again. But the mainstream media is boosting Monkey up. And that's my point. It's disgusting how the media is boosting DeClantis. They're making it about horse races. And that always, that's always icky. Gross. Press treats DeSantis' assault on public health as a horse race story. From Crooks and Liars. Yeah. And for-profit media going to for-profit media. I, it's a, it's a cop-out on my part, I'm sure. It would be nice if they would stop doing that, but even the report, you know, the report, the intrepid reporters don't get out, go out there and do intrepid reporting and come back and say, ah, boss, I got a hot one. And the boss says, well, run with it. No. Our multimillionaire for-profit media is strictly a top-down affair. And so, consequently, what the suits want, the suits get. And what the suits want is horse race coverage. They want races that are so close that everybody is right there on the edge of their seats on election night and every day and night before waiting with bated breath to see if we've got a fighting chance at maintaining civilization or if a Republican's going to get into office. Note coming in from Lady B. I'm not going to cape for Liz Cheney until Trump suffers some sort of punishment. After years of screwing over the poor and trying to deny us health care, she has a lot to atone for. Sure, she lost her seat, but so what? She chose to dance with the devil, and after a while, he changed partners. And yes, she worked to punish Trump, but he's still free. You don't get brownie points for an attempt, not when it comes to people's lives. She's got her whole life to fulfill her come-to-Jesus moment. She can work at a soup kitchen or write big checks to charity. But for me, it's going to take a while. She's got a lot more work to do to redeem herself. Again, when Trump gets punished, she'll get redemption. 
but she's going to have to do a lot of work to undo the damage her fucking party has done to the soul of this part, uh, country. I'm right there with you. Uh, in fact, I think it probably pissed some people off that it, I am right there with you. Because we're supposed to, we're, we're, we're supposed to applaud her for, uh, with, with not just a little golf clap, but with thunderous ovations for doing the absolute least a member of Congress can do. That is, honor her oath to the Constitution. And while I appreciate, uh, while I appreciate what she's doing, she is doing the bare minimum, and it's only news because the other Republicans, for the most part, cannot or will not I think we're I think we're on uh, I think we're on the same ground Lady B so with that having been said we are at the top of the hour hour uh, Wait a minute. I, I, I'm not. Which murderous son of a bitch are you talking about, Brother Deacon Ace? I'm looking at a picture here of some fifths of hundred-proof Rittenhouse bottled-in bond rye, which used to be my favorite, cheap and cheerful. That murderer son of a bitch is merchandising now. Rittenhouse rye. Hmm. Uh, gonna need a little little detail there. So, like I said, we are past the top of the hour by a couple of minutes. And uh, I have just... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was... Ha! Okay, it, Kyle Rittenhouse. It was a feeble attempt at humor, Brother Deacon says. Well, see, it would have been funny if I didn't have, if I, if I didn't have the pre-existing reference to... Um, Rittenhouse Rye. And that was what got me all excited because I haven't seen it in years. Don't know where you found it, Brother Deacon, but you better 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 snatch up a couple of bottles because as rye whiskey goes, I don't know if it's still cheap and cheerful, but it was back then. That's some good stuff. So let's run over to the uh, old holler tree where we that we sublet from the Keebler Elves, where we keep the uh, extraordinary, ordinary round table, and check in, uh, check in with Sparky. Hey, Sparky, how are you? I'm good. It's great to be back home again. Where you been? You didn't know I went to the gold country last week. Well, I heard something about it, but I didn't get any details. Parts of the gold country, anyway. Sutter's Mill and the like? Yeah, in Coloma. Got to know the towns. Coloma, Georgetown, Garden Valley, uh, El Dorado, Apple Valley. I went all over the place. Sounds fun. Did you have company? I saw a lot of... Yes, I did. Wonderful. I had a guy 
and Grady went with me, and he had an eight-month-old golden lab to play with. Oh, oh, little yellow, oh, little, little 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 yellow lab puppies are like little tiny bears. Well, he's bigger than Grady. At eight months old. Yeah. Wow. I'll put a picture in the chat. Okay. So how long were you gone? Uh, I left Tuesday and came back Monday. Wow, that was a, so that was a full-on, I mean, that was a week-long road trip. Pretty much, except when I, I got there, I never had to drive anymore. I traveled traveled around the country in a Mercedes SUV. Well, somebody's moving on up in the world. It's a two, 2012. It's an old one. But it got us around. Yeah, I'm guessing the wheels weren't weren't like about to wobble off the off the axles or anything. No, she had it serviced and stuff. She was taking it into the dealer when I left Monday for some reason. But I got to meet some strange characters. Got to go around to a lot of antique shops because she's an antique dealer. Went to this one place in what was the name of that place? Dry Dry Town. It was an old old theater, and they, the whole building was stuffed with mementos from the movie industry. The guy was in the movie industry. All right, Jamie, Jeremy, I'll, I'll tell him her. Rather. Thank you. I, I take it the ride got a little enjoyable. Exciting, thrilling. Well, was you Sparky, what was the name this? of that theater? I don't know what the name of the theater. It, you just told me it was an old theater. Oh, you know, you it's in an old mining town. town. It's called Dry okay. Town. Okay, I, that's I don't I even know when it was built. It's real old. Yeah. All right, I misunderstood you. But there's a. I'll put a map of the gold country up in the chat too but you can see where I was Placerville area mostly around Placerville up and down hills and around twisty turny roads saw a lot of deer a lot of wild turkeys a few jackrabbits my neighborhood yeah, you got a lot of deer at your place? No, just wild turkeys. Oh. Well, you know where Garden Valley is? Yes, sort of. Been through it yeah, once. There's a, there's a lot of deer in that area. I mean, we went to a lot of brewing, about two or three breweries. There's one little brewery out in the middle of nowhere, right right at the bottom of the hill where you go up to her house. It's called the Brom. 
B-A-R-M Haas Brewing Company. Middle of nowhere, Garden Valley, California. I got a 16 ounce can of one of their beers. Most of these places that had little, little sampling glasses they'd let you taste before you buy. Went to the Highway 50 brewery. I can't believe the number of vineyards over there. The old country wine country, I guess it would be. And the guy, the guy that owns Sig Sauer rifles or guns, had a huge winery over there. But we didn't go to any wineries for wine tastings because neither one of us drank wine. I caught a buzz on some craft beer at a place called Poor Reds in El Dorado. It was quite a joint, had two bar elevations. And the bartender was between the lower elevation and the upper elevation. She had hand drinks up to you where we were sitting. We're, we're members of two wine Wine winery clubs here. Well, I know I didn't see them all. <laughs> drive by, out in the middle of nowhere, drive by a wine tasting right here. At Highway 50 Brewery, that was right off the freeway there. They had one end of the building had beer and the other end of the building had wine. Multitasking. But it surprised me how many breweries there were and wineries over there. I didn't know that. Yep, wine country. When you say wine country, most people think of the Napa Valley. Yeah, we're getting famous too. There, I added that map. So, I mean, that's, you know, I am, I am fam famously ignorant of California geography. Um, how many how many miles did you okay that helps there's a graphic um, so you covered it you covered a fair bit of territory yeah and, and every day we, we were almost close to Jackson and, and when I left I would left out of Auburn came down interstate 80 to Sacramento and then up I-5 to Ripple Okay. It'll be fun to see sometime. Gold country. Yeah, and I just saw I just saw part of it. 
I know the upper part of it where it says Rough and Ready, Nevada City, Grass Valley area. I spent a lot of time years over there because I got relatives over there. Oh, and there's Donner Summit. Okay, so. Hey, Robin. Hey, Scott. We had, um, I wasn't here then because it's too long ago, but around the same time as the other part of the California Gold Rush, they apparently had gold in the north county of San Diego County. And I can't think of the name. I think it was up there where the where the apple pies are real famous. Uh, I can't think of the name of that place either. But it's up the mountain and just a little bit beyond that. But they played it out pretty quickly. It wasn't anything at all like, uh, you know, Sutter's Mill or any of those places. Well, once they found gold in Coloma and, and branched out all over the place, eventually they got even farther north in California. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Up around where, up around where I live and then, the, and then the Trinity Alps area. And even up in Siskiyou County. Now, when the, California, as I recall, which had a fair amount of gold, wasn't the silver like in Nevada or? Yeah, the, yeah. Had silver. Yeah, had silver you, see this, here, but. you see, you see the Nevada map where it says the Comstock load, aka Virginia oh, yeah, City. Yeah. That's where all the silver was. Yeah. And they but say they there's do a have lot gold of mines in Nevada now. They say in California, in some areas, there are still viable mines, but they're not really economically. Yeah, my cousin owns one of them. Really? Really. That's pretty amazing. He bought it. It's up out of Allegheny, it's north of Nevada City. My cousin made a fortune in metal uh, manufacturing. In, in, Nevada City. Huh. And of course, of, of course, uh, history run by his son. Historically speaking, it was um, uh, Mark Twain's brother, Orion, who got an appointment from the Lincoln administration to, I don't know, be postmaster or something, and, and his brother, Sam, tagged along to... Uh, uh, it was either I think it was I think it was uh, uh, Virginia City. Yeah, that sounds right. And it was there that he wrote uh, the beginnings of his, or or you know wrote the things that began his career, and then eventually found his way to San Francisco. Uh, well, he was a newsma a newspaper man first, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because he 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 learned the he learned the. Uh, trade for, again from his brother who tried to run a newspaper I think in Missouri and that was the era of political patronage and he was oh, yeah. a, he was a, he was a union man and so that resulted in a little bit of uh, favorable treatment from the Lincoln administration well once upon a time any place worthy of of any size any consequence they would have usually two or three papers, maybe more, and the papers were always affiliated with particular groups or parties, 
And right. you could tell, you know, just by picking it up, you know, who, who liked whom. And eventually Twain would make his way to uh, San Francisco. Yeah. I think he said... Uh, yeah, well, he hung out down... Yeah, out down in Calaveras County too. That's right. Well, the, the celebrated yeah, yeah. jumping frog thereof. The frog. Mm-hmm. Down around, down around Angels Camp. And then he went on to say, "I wasn't spent." Wasn't it Twain? Wasn't it Twain that came up with the coldest winter he ever had was a summer in San Francisco? Yeah, I spent the <laughs> coldest winter of my life one summer in San Francisco. That's it. That's it. I was I was about to go exactly there, Roger. And San Francisco was where he learned to uh, uh, drink professionally. <laughs> Didn't he also have an observation, speaking of weather, about uh, India? He said this, the distinction between hot and warm and hot in India is whether the brass doorknob is. Uh, soft or squishy, something like that. Never heard that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. I may have not, may not have gotten it right completely, but I, uh, yeah, I said. Yeah, the, the difference between warm and hot in India is the doorknob is something, but it was the other one. It's squishy. Maybe it's melted and squishy. I don't know. Well, uh, Billable Rick wrote in a minute ago to say that uh, Julian, California, is in the area that uh, you're talking about, Scott. And yeah, said, that's where the pies are come from, the apple pies. Right. Star and I stayed at the Julian Hotel in the late summer of 2021, a beautiful 150-year-old Victorian building, small rooms, ornate furnishings and decor, and very beautiful common areas. Coincidentally, while we were there, the Cubs tight-wadded management did a fire sale of the core of their 2016 World Series winning team. Funny how we associate disparate things. Well, I'm glad that uh, Rick enjoyed his stay in uh, beautiful Julia. You know, we get snow up there, believe it or not. In the wintertime, we have actually had measurable snow up in Julian. I forget how high up off the ground it is, off the above sea level, but it's way, it's pretty far up. High up off the ground, yeah. Well, the hotel's on stilts. <laughs> Why is the gold I, wine go hand in hand? What's up with that? Hey, Steve. Yeah. Hey, Robin. Every gold tourist town also has wineries running all through it. We're a, we're a hearty uh, we're a hearty lot. We're a drinking lot. Out right. Here. Well, yeah, I guess Scott, out here um, where I live, it's a tourist town, and their claim to fame is we had the first gold rush before the one out west. And of course, it's nothing but wineries now, as far as the eye can see. Yeah. There's gold in them there hills. That's where that saying got started here in the Northeast Georgia mountains. Right up around Helen, right. Yeah. Where we were. Well, Dahlonega, Helen, yeah. Well, it's actually started in Dahlonega, but it, it, you know, transcended into Helen. 
What section of Georgia is that? North, south? Uh, it's 60 miles due north of Atlanta, Scott. And, it's, and, and, and Helen, Helen is absolutely beautiful, especially this time of year, right? So is Dahlonega. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just. But we, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to get it straight. We went into Helen. We weren't at Dahlonega, right? No, no. But you were uh, 20 minutes away from it. You could have been here. No but did you did you see the old sign, the vintage sign about the gold in Helen? If you're looking for gold, go to Helen. Wait. <laughs> you probably you know, seen the sign about you can get your Prozac and firearms at the same drug. I was about to go exactly there because uh, <laughs> I took your I took your name in vain last night or the night before I forget which, but it, yeah, talking about driving along the road, uh, uh, Chris from Germany and Annette and me, and driving by the pharmacy and gun store. What a great idea! Well. We what was the thing about the porches, six feet up? The, the, something about the rivers? In the, are we talking about the same porches? I'm thinking about the ones in New York. The reason they're six feet off the ground is when it floods, because of the primitive uh, sewage uh, situation, you've literally got, literally got a river of, of stuff. Sewage. Or, a river of sewage. Yeah, sewage. Thank you. Oh, and uh, I, I, well, uh, wanted to let you know, Scott. We had uh, uh, we just had a communique from Ralph serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Mark Twain Research Department, mm -hmm. and I have the uh, I, I have the passage. Mark Twain oh, on okay. the on the heat in India. It was winter. We were of Kipling's. Hosts of tourists who travel up and down India in the cold weather showing how things ought to be managed. Quote, it is a common expression there, the cold weather, and the people think there is such a thing. It is because they have lived there half a lifetime and their perceptions have become blunted. When a person is accustomed to 138 in the shade, his ideas about cold weather are not valuable. I had read in the histories that the June marches made between Lucknow and Kanpur by the British forces in the time of the mutiny were made in that kind of weather, 138 in the shade, and had taken it for historical embroidery. I had read it again in Sergeant Major Forbes Mitchell's account of his military experiences in the, uh, in, in the mutiny. At least I thought I had, and in Calcutta I asked him if it was true, and he said it was. An officer of high rank who had been in the thick of the mutiny said the same. As long as those men were talking about what they knew, they were trustworthy, and I believed them. But when they said it was now cold weather, I saw that they had traveled outside of their sphere of knowledge and were floundering. I believe that in India, cold weather is merely a conventional phrase and has come into use through the necessity of having some way to distinguish between weather which will melt a brass doorknob and weather which will only make it mushy. It was observable that brass ones were in use while I was in Calcutta, showing that it was not yet time to change to porcelain. I was told the change to porcelain was not usually made until May. But this cold weather was too warm for us, so we started to Darjeeling in the Himalayas, a 24-hour journey. Could that man write or could he write? Good Lord, he could write. What a wordsmith. I had forgotten about the porcelain, maybe a certain time of the year when you have to switch. Yeah. But that is in May. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I have always loved the, I mean, he, he was a Victorian-era writer, 
but his prose was so far advanced beyond what most others and and even people that he was near and dear to were doing there's there's no comparison and it's it's the there's a formality to his language and it's the formality that carries a lot of the humor absolutely i mean when i mean this line today when, when a person is accustomed to 138 in the shade, his ideas about cold weather are not valuable. Yeah, it's just the phrasing of it. It's the use, the way the words are used back then versus now is a whole different deal. And that comes from, by the way, following the equator, which is brilliant. Yes. Um, I, I love a tramp abroad because it contains... Probably my favorite, my favorite single piece of Mark Twain, namely the awful German language, uh, I, wherein he says, oh, yeah. And, "Yeah, and there's a California reference." I ran into a friend from California who told me he should rather decline two drinks than one German adjective. Sorry. Well, I've got something that's kind of been nagging at me. I wanted to run by you. I, mean, I was going to been meaning to call you all week, but I just never could make it happen. I had an idea. You know, I'm always thinking outside the box. And this idea is going to get shot full of holes. I know it. But I still wanted to float it by you. Okay. It's the Christian cinema dilemma. You know why she's, I'm an independent. I'm Maverick. You pew, pew, pew. Why she's, uh. You know, it's the pew, pew, pew that makes it comedy. <laughs> Hold on, Steve. <laughs> Well, she's uh, switching to, to an independent. Okay, well, who's she running from? Who's What's the guy's name? Ruben? Gallego. 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 What if Gallego said, okay, well, I'm feeling off of Mavericky, too. I'm going to run as an independent head-to-head against you. What would she do? There's no such thing. There's no independent nomination. I don't quite follow you, ma'am. Um, if you're a Democrat, you run in a Democratic primary to become the Democratic nominee or some sort of nominating process. Same for Republicans. You don't have to have a primary. You can just have a convention. or But some means by which members of the party manifest their will. Independents, by definition, are not members of a party. So they're not running against anybody then, even if another right. You could you could you, in? you you could have a baker's dozen of independents on the ballot in November. Go ahead. And they'd all be on the ballot in November as independents. They wouldn't be running against each other then. Well, I mean, they're not. Th- th- there's no point in time wherein an independent runs against another independent to become the independent who runs in November. They're just all independents, and they're all on the November ballot. It's worked for very, I mean, for Sanders. It's worked for, was it Jeffords? They all run it as independents. I mean... Yeah, but 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 there can but there can be other but there can be other independents on the same ballot and for the same office. Until anybody even has a notion of running as a Democrat, Democratic in the Democratic Party, look, we're not going to fund you. You don't stand a chance. Just leave that slot empty. I just want to see her squirm, man. 
you know. I, well, I but 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 she's not she's not gone. She, basically, yeah. she is following a playbook, Steve. Yep. And the playbook she is following is that of Lisa Murkowski. Mm-hmm. From Alaska. Right, because remember they some. They had to write her name in. It's spelled Murkowski. Correctly, <laughs> yeah, they had to. Yeah. yeah, and she managed to win. And uh, you remember uh, Holy Joe Lieberman? Absolutely. Ned Lamont, yeah, Ned, Lamont yeah. be, Ned Lamont beat his ass in the uh, uh, in the, in the Connecticut Democratic primary. So what did he do? He He's became an independent. independent. I'm an independent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a good thought while it lasted. I knew it was going to get shot down. Sorry. Just the person to shoot it down to, you know. Pull. Or someone in the horror family. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pew pew pew. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you for enlightening me. Well, damn it. I'll, I'll get back to the drawing board again. Well, the, the, I, never give I, never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> that that reference, pull, is in reference to shooting skeet? Yes. Indeed. Didn't that figure prominently on an episode of Beverly Hillbillies? Granny didn't know how to cook them? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, them, you mean them clay pigeons? Yeah, it's like pigeons, yeah. Yeah, they, they just go all to nothing in the pot. <laughs> put them in there, put a little water on them, get the water boiling, and next thing you know, they ain't there at all. Have you ever heard the expression stone soup? Oh, I don't know that it's an expression. I know that it was a children's book that I was, um, well, subjected, well... Heard of, learned I, of, you know. Well, the, the reason I bring it up, you talk about, uh, about uh, you know, organic elements, and I got to thinking about uh, uh, sometimes they would put a stone in the soup, uh, and there used to be a restaurant in D.C. on Connecticut Avenue just up from DuPont Circle called Stone Soup with great organic food. This is way back in the 70s when... It was it wasn't a new thing, but it wasn't as widely uh, partaken of as it is in today's world. Oh, fifty years. Well, ago, the basically. the story stone soup is a metaphor for co uh, for community cooperation. Yeah. Well, yeah. This was a co-op sort of restaurant. The in the in the story in the story. Uh, Mysterious stranger, to work our Twain analogy some more, uh, shows up in town. He's got a pot, and he sets his pot up, and he fills it with water, and he puts some nice, clean, fresh river stones in it. Mm -hmm. And people come up and say, well, what are you cooking? And he says, stone soup. And they say, well, I've never heard of stone soup. He said, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. So somebody comes along and says, you know, I've got some potatoes. Do potatoes go with stone soup? And he says, they absolutely do, so in go the potatoes. Pretty soon, somebody else comes up and says, i got some carrots, some onions, some celery, etc., etc., etc. And the next thing you know, the entire community is having dinner, uh, and they're having stone soup. But in fact, they have been the authors of their own success. No. It's a, and, uh, and and like I said, I was I was introduced to it as a child. In fact, I'm pretty sure it got read on Captain Kangaroo. I wouldn't doubt it. 
You know, Bob Keeshan, the guy that played Captain Kangaroo, was a pretty level-headed, progressive sort of fellow in the old-school model. I don't know about Mr. Bean, Green Jeans. I almost said Green Beans. That was his name. But, and, and really did a, a, a gentle approach to children's television, which was pretty much on, until Mr. Rogers came along. It was it was the exception as opposed to the rule of the way children were entertained, so-called entertained. Do you get what I mean? It's, it's, yes. It, it just had a whole different uh, approach to it, which is probably why it lasted as long as it did. And well, yeah, used I mean, to tell, they used to tell long-form uh, fables and tales and stories and things. Back when you didn't have a commercial break every four and a half minutes, and he was really particular about the the, the ads that ran on his show, it was some schlocky, you know, guns or weapons of war, battleships or something like that. You wouldn't be likely to see that as a sponsor of Captain Kangaroo. I How the hell did I get on vividly. that? And it was right around the same time that Romper Room with Miss Sally. Aired. I mean, it, where did that? you live at the time? Baltimore? Yes. Professor yeah, had, Poole and his fun school, and there was Bob oh, McAllister, yeah. Wonder Rama. You probably yeah. remember all that, Scott. What was his name? Stu, uh, Channel 2, Professor Cool. His real name was yeah, Stu. Yeah, Stu something. something. He was a weatherman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stu, uh, it, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I Because we had Miss Connie. All right. Each was Romper Room. Romper Room, there was a national romper room, and that was part of the program, and then it divided off to the local stations, and they each had their own person who took the local romper room and made it personal to the area you were in. Mm -hmm. And in, in our area, it was Miss Charlotte, who was Charlotte Tropp, who was married to a math professor at Humboldt State. And I used to babysit to their kids. So. Yeah, it was an early example of, uh, I guess you'd say, what, partial partial life. franchising? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, because yeah, everybody had a different Miss Sally. She was regional, demographic. Well, yeah, Miss like Sally, Miss Charlotte, yeah. Miss yeah. Rachel, Miss... Okay. Yeah. They all carried uh, the, the same room. format, you know? Yeah, the they had to have, room. like, uh, doobies and don't bees and the, <laughs> the, the magic, magic window. Mirror, or, yeah. Magic mirror. You know, Still, they used to have was on the PBS station. Yep. I was scarred very badly as a child because they never looked through <laughs> that fucking mirror and saw anybody with my name. <laughs> Damn it. It was all like Bill or Johnny or Fred or kiss my left one, and I didn't like it. And that was back before they had the delay, um, what do you call it, technology that they do now. I mean, things went live. And oh, yeah, somebody, no. If somebody did pull up a, a boner, there was – it just went out there. Uh, do you remember Professor – Probably was, not your best word choice, Steve, but, you know, yeah. just saying. Uh, let me finish the story, story, though, Robin. Like this is funny. Professor Cool, he had like a joke box, and he would invite the kids up. To stand on the joke box, okay? 
Yeah, what is one little Henry kid? He got up on a joke <laughs> box and he said, what's the difference between a wife and a frying pan? <laughs> Professor Cole said, well, I don't know. He said, you got to get them both hot before they're cooking. So Professor Cole looked at him and said, well, that isn't very nice. And the little kid looked back at him and said, fuck you, clown. And it went all over the air. No, are you kidding? Yeah, I am serious, <laughs> man. <laughs> then right after that, the test pattern went up. Ooh, we are having difficulties. <laughs> Please stand by. <laughs> I'll uh, the, never the, forget that as long guy, as I live. <laughs> the guy that played Professor Cool is was Stu Kerr. Stu Kerr, couldn't, yep. Couldn't he was a his last name. And uh, Steve, look in the chat because I'm going to post his uh, picture as Professor Cool and see if that doesn't bring back a memory oh, or two. I bet. I bet. But, yeah, that, see, because down in D.C., we could get the uh, some of the Baltimore stations, so we got to see those shows as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, that's him. That's him. Did you see him? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like he's sounds insane. sounds like little Johnny made his way onto the set. You know, <laughs> rat, R A T rat, great big goddamn rat with a dick this big. <laughs> Fuck you, clown! <laughs> oh, I laughed. I was gonna cry, man. But geez, true story. <laughs> yeah, little Johnny from the Bronx. <laughs> Oh, I'm probably going to catch shit for saying it. Well, no, they, hey, Angelo, don't hate me. Uh, got a note from Theo. Theo said, uh, I was a fan of KHJ TV in Los Angeles, which endeared itself to my boyish heart by running Space Patrol episodes in syndication. I help a friend write an epic book about the show, which I collect episodes of on DVD. Those kinescopes have survived in the damnedest places. And once I saw the word kinescope, I learned a hard lesson early on. At, at first, you think, well, you know, if you've got to stay homesick from school, maybe you got a fever or whatever. You know, it's not so bad. No, it was horrible. Because you'd wind up watching, oh, dear God, uh, Hercules, the animated Hercules. Help me, Herc! Help me, Herc! You know, with uh, you, anybody, anybody, Hercules. Yeah, I remember Hercules. Oh yeah, and that Chesapeake Hercules. That annoying, that. and and there would be like a couple of hours of it. And it's like, Mom, can I go to school, please? No, honey, Hercules. you're sick. Yeah. Wasn't Hercules' his friend named Newt? Yes. Newt. Yeah. Newt. Every Saturday they had like a high queue, and I think that's regional too, where they had like high school kids going against each other intellectually and I don't care what you were watching there was always somebody on the panel named Dirk <laughs> Dirk yeah and <laughs> and in an echo and in an, in, in, in a terrifying echo of the future it turns out that the father of Anderson Lee Aldrich's stage name as a porn as a porn star would be Dirk Delaware <laughs> Dirk. What was the name in uh, Boogie Nights? Dirk Diggler? Dirk Diggler. Diggler, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, Every Saturday they had a high queue. And, and, and here in Atlanta, when I moved to they had one, but they called it something different. I mean, was it uh, It's Academic? It's Academic, yep. Yeah, because we had that in D.C. and also in Baltimore. And actually, oh, those those uh, those high school kids, each week there would be two or three high schools represented, 
and be the, the the smartest kids in the school, like the the Scholars Club or whatever organization they were. And I don't know that they won anything. Maybe a gift certificate or a big prize for the school or something. But man, those were sharp kids. Yeah. Well, the other one, the other one, and um, the the other one that scarred my brain is, of course, Clutch Cargo. Oh, I love Clutch Cargo. Just freaky enough. Help me, Paddlefoot. Well, see, that was that that uh, the way that they did the, uh, the the motion of the mouth was something. Well, even right. Oh, it was so cheesy. Yeah, but I looked at that. I said, you know, this is just freaky enough that I know there's got to be drugs somewhere in my future. You know? Because, and there, there was a special name for that technique. It was like Cinco, S-Y-N-C-O, or Cinco, I don't know. So I'll have to look it up. And those, they were the, the episodes were cut down into chapters. And you'd have like 10 fucking chapters and it was by the time you got to the end of it, you were so lost in the plot, and it was so full of, you know, cheese, that it was stupid. You hated that you spent the ten chapters to get to the end of the damn thing. And I think there was something going on between old Clutch and what was the kid's name, Butch, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paddlefoot is all that stays in my mind. But that's the dog. Yeah, the, right. The puppets, yeah. Timmy, remember Timmy the puppet? Good gosh, man. Hitting the way back machine. Well, now. okay, now, now <laughs> and I, I dare say the program's pretty much over at this point. No, that's it. No, it's on all of us. It's on all of us. Um, uh, oh, Randy. John Scott took us into the way back machine. Randy Radar says, uh, I got, get this. Okay, brush with greatness. Randy Radar says, I got on the local Bozo show. One of my neighbors got chosen as Buddy Boy. He didn't win, the tre- <laughs> but he didn't win the treasure chest of toys. What city was, was that event? That was out of Chicago, wasn't it? Bozo? Well, that Bozo was like Romper Room. They were all over the place. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were all right. I remember the ping pong game where you threw a ball into the bucket. Yeah. So that was like Romper Room. <laughs> well, I can, you know, I can serious it up. Think back to the era that Trump was a child. What do you think he watched? Because it certainly wasn't, certainly wasn't anything that made for a, a decent human being. You know? I mean, there are people in politics today who, who, who have testified that part of their upbringing included public-type television or educational-type television or wholesome things that gave good examples for kids and how to behave among your peers and in the world and be responsible, like Mr. Rogers and all that stuff. You, you know Trump wasn't watching any of that stuff. No, no, that's probably the problem. And Randy Radar answered the question, Boston. Boston, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Stu Kerr was also, uh, in Baltimore, Steve, was also the Baltimore Bozo. Yes. And Willard Scott was the D.C. Uh, Bozo. 
And he kind of crossed over the Professor Cool and the clown image because he dressed as a clown, too, a clown-like, you know. You remember a, uh, on Channel 13, WJZ, I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the afternoon, uh, Lorenzo the Tramp? Yeah. Well, I, 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 well hold, hold on, though, because uh, Theo just jumped back in. Yeah, Robin, I got to hate Hercules. What's been forgotten, get this, what's been forgotten is that the theme song was performed by black R&B performer Johnny Nash, who had hits in the 70s with I Can See Clearly Now, really? Hold Me Tight, and Stir It Up. And so I just, wow. I just, I just went, in, went to Mr. YouTube and checked it out, and of course... The opening, the opening screen says a Translux television presentation. Damn, there it is. And I, all this time I thought it was Bugs Bunny. Uh, but uh, so I thought we probably should check out the theme song. Yeah, I'm triggered. Hercules, hero of song and story. Hercules, oh. winner of ancient glory. glory. Fighting for the right, fighting with his might. With the strength of ten yeah. ordinary men. Hercules, people are safe when near him. Hercules, only the evil fear him. And you can hear... Uh, you, 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 can, you can hear the vocal quality... Oh yeah, of that of that theme song. Now that, now I remember I that song. I could almost sing along with it. Well, I did. But I the know, thing is, no when you when you take into when you take into account the story we had earlier this week or last week uh, about the uh, uh, group of very strange people who think that Bill Gates is funding research to dim the sun. Uh, I couldn't help noticing in the opening credits to Hercules, it shows him shooting an arrow and blowing up the sun. I remember that. You know, maybe we need to limit the limit limit the exposure of some of this old crap to people of not particularly sound mind. Um, all right, so we've 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 uh, we have heard the Hercules theme. Theo tells us that it was done uh, by Johnny Nash. So now we have to look at, look up. I can see clearly now and compare the voice. No, not yet yeah, there. Yeah, not Jimmy Cliff, Johnny Nash. Well, okay, no, we've got to deal with an ad first. Because all, oh no, this is a two, this is a two ad song. There we go. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. I can believe it, Theo. Yeah, and you know, and by, by the way, there was about thirty seconds of chair dancing going on here. Thank God this is not right. on video. 
and we would be remiss if we didn't, you know, give props to the old creature feature. Remember that, Scott? Count Gordeval on Channel 20 oh, WGCA. Yeah. We spawned Elvira, yeah. and, and that was regional, too. Everybody had their version of, you know, some goon that will come out of a coffin and introduce some B-horror movie late Saturday night. Remember, uh, sure. Well, and, and and that all that all gave rise to uh, because Joe Flaherty was from the great Greater Pittsburgh area, that gave rise to the running skit on SCTV of uh, um, what was it, Shock Theater, with Count Floyd. <laughs> Tonight's feature: blood-sucking monkeys from outer space. They land in Uniontown. Didn't they go to? No, what was it? Uniontown. Then, then, then they're, then they're in Squirrel Hill. Then they're down on Forbes Avenue. Hey, buddy, you got a light? So, <laughs> so deliciously Pittsburgh. Wow. Blood sucking monkeys from outer space. The first time I seen Night of the Living Dead was on Creature Feature. Scared the hell out of me. That was the end. Oh, editor. George Romero. Shot oh, shot at yeah, the Mon- yeah. shot at the Monroeville Mall, outside of Pittsburgh, <laughs> and I don't. I guess the Monroeville Mall doesn't even exist anymore. Well, I'm thinking that the one that was even before that, where they were stuck in like an old farmhouse, the old black and white. No, the the the, the original the original Night of the Living Dead was shot at the at the Monroeville Mall. Okay. Or the environs there. Oh, and thank you so much uh, uh, answering Jess- Jessica's challenge. Uh, thank you so much to our pal Christopher. Uh, Christopher with a message, front porch memory hole. Beautiful. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, m- maybe maybe after a week of insanity and madness, maybe we need that. Was that somebody yelling at Scott? Did you cheese off your nurse? Nurse Wretched. Yeah, don't do that. No fruit cup. No, 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 no ice cream for you. No orange. No, I, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't being yelled at. It. I. You know how you, how you'd be relaxing with nothing on your mind at all, and then something will occur to you that you should have taken care of. Well, when I was uh, under care at the uh, two medical facilities I brought my medicines with me my prescription medicines but they confiscate them and they'll give you their own version of them you know do the right dosage and all that stuff but they just can't there's some legal requirement where they can't do used medicines because they're mine my prescription so therefore they've had at least one previous owner so anyway after uh, I was transferred to the second hospital, I know that my medicines went with me, but after I was discharged, I didn't recall them coming with me in, in, you know, my, in my go-home bag. So I sat bolt upright right before the thing today, the show, and I said, I've got to call somebody and find out what became of my prescriptions. And that was the lady here at the uh, complex who's helping me track them down. Ah, I see, I see. 
Uh, well, we've done we've one one drama after another. Well, when did when uh, uh, how are you? How did you? I meant to ask you. How did you do with the cones today? They're cones. Oh, we didn't do cones. We did uh, throwing the beach ball at uh, my head. And, uh, Incoming. Also, yes. Is that therapy or is, something? What the hell? What job, am I missing here? No, my job was to hold like a broomstick sort of thing, and bat it back, whether it was high, low, left, right, whatever. And then we got to the part where I almost fell on my ass. Wait, did you uh, hold on? Hold on? Hold on? Were, was okay. anybody giving you signs? Were did, did were you supposed to take a pitch somewhere along uh, the way? No, no, no. Or was no, this strictly was Casey Stengel stuff? You know, go out and take one in the neck. <laughs> no, basically it was to uh, show that I, you know, I have good uh, coordination and can see and react appropriately and all that. Not like uh, what movie was that? Uh, uh, we're, we're, the guy's throwing the frisbee and he keeps hitting Yeah, that's Howard Stern private parts. I, yeah, and right. I, that's exactly what I was just now thinking of. Yeah. Whack frisbee right in the head. Yeah. No, here. I'll throw it and you, you catch it. Throw it back. Bang. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I forgot your question. What the hell were you asking me? Uh, well, anyway, we're trying to track these down. Oh, you were asking about the cones. Is that where we were? Uh, yes, we were at cones. Yeah. No, today's uh, uh, thing was throw the beach ball at me, and I bounced it back with a broomstick. Uh, and uh, then the, the, after that, they wanted me to climb one stair, one step, up on one foot, down on the next foot, up on one foot, down on the next foot. I got to uh, th three three uh, attempts and damn near fell on my ass because my left leg is not as good as the right leg. So, and it freaked me out and upset me too. And I said, they said, don't worry about it. You know, it's, it's all a progress. It's a progression. It's a, you know, you make a little progress every time you come in. So where are you at now, Scott? I mean, is this facility number three? Well, no, it's it's. Uh, well, I guess technically it's it's number two. Okay. It's uh, it's where I am now. Um, the first one was uh, Mercy Hospital, and this one is not, but they're not too far from one another. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I just get on the, you know, walk down the hall with my walker, who I've nicknamed Junior. I'm gonna get a laugh from that joke if it kills me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Any any time frame on going home or did, uh, don't know yet. It's one of those grand mysteries of life. It's thirty days a week. You just don't know. I have no idea in the world. Hopefully sooner rather than later. So you in a single room with a TV and all that? I mean, uh, yeah, pretty much. Right, cool. Actually, I've got, you know, the nice thing about it, though, is I know that I'm, aside from stumbling a little bit today, I'm making steady progress. And the, the things that they require of me are not beyond me. It's just getting my legs and arms and different things to cooperate. So have you noticed an improvement so far, about the same? Oh, or? yeah. No, I'm way better than I was when this Good. first happened. Good. Last That's night, the whole objective. Good. Last Good. night I went to uh, to uh, where the hell did he, he t the the trainer or whatever, 
But anyway, it involved physical therapist. Yeah, the but this was last night, and he, we were in a hurry to get me dressed again. And then I get home and noticed that my briefs were on backwards. So I don't know. I didn't catch it, and he didn't catch it. So I don't know what the deal was. Good thing you didn't have to take a leak. That'd have been hard fishing. Well, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> the aliens have done something with my shorts. So I don't know. Anyway, this program. Well, that, sometimes this program. <laughs> Well, it's all real life. It's and me without no reality. tequila. Well, Damn it. That too. It's, uh, Robin, you can remedy that situation. And not without a not not without a thirty mile round trip. Oh, good God! I couldn't live like that. Whew. They just opened a liquor store here in Dahlonega. Oh, I, well, I know. I mean, I, you you had a chance to clean the joint out. <laughs> Five minutes, man. I'm there. Yeah, I was one of the first ones there. Happier than a pig in mud. No, I, I had walked into uh, ours not too long back. I was getting something for some eggnog, and uh, they, I, I, I looked behind the counter. I said, "Oh my God, you've got a bottle of Old Weller." She said, "Yeah, but it's part of a package." And I kind of mm, craned yeah. up and looked over. Yeah, it was like five bottles of five bottles of whiskey for six hundred and eighty-one dollars. Oh, good God! But one of them, one of them was the Old Weller Wheated Bourbon, hundred and fourteen full proof. Is that comparable to Pappy Winkle or whatever? Well, it is it's it's uh, after? well, it did the the uh, Old Weller Antique one hundred and seven is actually made with the same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkle. And back before the world lost its mind, uh, you could get a bottle of Old Weller Antique 107 for 24 bucks. And then once people figured out what it was, well, supply and demand did its magic, and now it's a $75 bottle of hooch. Now, I wandered around in there just because I wanted to see. Really? A fifth of Elijah Craig is 40 bucks? Ouch. Yeah. I found Robin, Old Weller anywhere from 68 to 193. Yeah, and some of that depends on which version, Roger. This is Robin, Old Weller Antique 107. Damn. Are you a bourbon, are you a bourbon gal? Are you okay with bourbon? Um, I don't drink I don't drink much of anything anymore. Okay. Um, but no, I, I do. Uh, but I didn't I have noticed that my tastes have changed since transition. Right. R&R &R Reserve is almost on par with Crown Royal. But it comes out of the same distillery. I think so. No, I know in so. Fact, yeah, I've challenged my friends. You tell me which one's better, and they can't. The only difference is the price. One of them's uh, per half gallon is what thirty dollars, and the other one's uh, you know seventy, eighty, ninety dollars. Yeah. To where you get it. Well, do you not remember those little cocktails I was making down at the Malloy weekend in December years ago? Uh, you and Billable both tried it and loved it. It was uh, it was half um, rich and rare apple, which is the same as Crown Apple minus seventy dollars. It was it was half uh, rich and rare apple, half Fireball, and a little splash of ginger beer on top. Nice. 
Ah, that was yeah. Can't can't. Bird dog, bird dog makes a cost-effective whiskey for flavored whiskeys. They got peanut butter and all that crazy crap. If that's no, nah, I've seen yeah, I've and and I've seen I've seen the other peanut peanut butter bourbon. I mean that that sounds that's like that sounds like something a thirteen year old whose parents are gone for the night is going to do. <laughs> End up puking you know, in a few hours. Um, but it, you know, still, and and the funny thing is. So there's this convenience store next to the liquor store, and the convenience store is the only place in town where I can find the Fanta Pina Colada soda, which I've, you know, I will allow myself one like every three days, uh, just because I love the fizz and the flavor. And so I'll wander, I'll, and I'll, I'll do a walk, I'll do a walk through in the liquor store. Uh, Doesn't that have caffeine, Fanta? No, no. No, that's okay. why I can drink I it. And it. Proudly says on the label, caffeine free. Yeah. The roof, yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't but, Santa uh, with like affiliated with one of the major bottlers like Coca Cola? Yeah, Coca Cola. Okay, I couldn't remember. I knew it was one of them. And it's just delightful. I don't know why, but it just—I've got one right now. Um, been sipping on it for a day and a half. But I, so I stopped. I stop in. I stop in there to get it, and then I, I do a. I do a walk through, just for the fun of it, over at the liquor store. And son of a gun, they had like four cases of this garbage stacked up. The banana, the hundred proof banana flavored bourbon. And I, I look, and, and I'm friends with the guy who works there, and I'm like, what? I can't imagine that. And he said, we can't keep it in the store. I said, well, if they ever do a tasting, you know, I would like I, I would like to have a thimble full of it. He said, we can't keep it in the store. We can't pull one back to do customer tastings with. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, somebody must like it. Uh, so, and, and, you know, and there's, there's 92 different flavors of vodka now. Um, oh, oh yeah. It's just, it, and uh, Randy Radar asks, how much for amaretto or sangria? Uh, you can buy the you can buy the cheap amaretto for like, you know, the De Kuiper. I think it comes in about nine or ten bucks. But if you want the amaretto de Serrano, you're going to pay considerably more. But they got the holiday things out, so then you get a couple of highball glasses with, for the same price as a regular That's bottle. But Kuiper is like D U K Y K U I or something. D E capital D little E capital K U Y P E R. See, I didn't know that was El Chico brand. I thought that was a, you know, like. Oh no! I think it's it's made out somewhere in Old Missouri or something. You know, maybe at the McCormick Distillery. Oh, oh yeah, down there in uh, I forget where, Holden. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I knew I knew you'd be good for a Missouri reference. I hadn't realized until I lived out there that there's a lot of distilling in Missouri, legal legal distilling. I mean, I just for some reason never. I know Kansas was a dry state once upon a time, but you, I I don't I didn't think of that region of the country. Being big for distilleries. Well, see, I, I started I started college out in Missouri, and you know Alabama was a pretty uptight place relative to the you know potables. And I got out to Missouri, and I thought it was the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. 
you can literally, uh, wait a minute, and this is right up there with Steve talking about the liquor store pharmacy combo. Equally insane is the yeah. Equally insane is the fact that you can pull up, put gas in your tank, and pick up a fifth of hooch while you're at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because growing up in D.C. area, in Virginia, anyway, it was all ABC stores, and they closed at like five on the dot or seven on the dot, whatever it was. And to see it in re see booze in a drugstore <laughs> when I got to Missouri, I couldn't believe it. I said. Do they know this is going on? And my friend said, well, obviously they do, because there it is, you know. Well, see, once upon a time, uh, the Rite Aid here on my, in my little community uh, sold beer, wine, and liquor. And then the state changed the rules, and they pulled it out. And now if you want a bottle of something, let's say you've made fruit cake and you need to soak it in brandy or some such, uh, you gotta you gotta drive to Fayetteville, and that's about you know twenty mile round trip. Wow. And for a long time they weren't open on Sundays, so you had to be like the children of Israel gathering enough manna to get through the Sabbath. <laughs> and you'd you'd, ha you'd you'd have a you'd have a mad rush at like uh, nine forty five on Saturday night. He's like, oh shit. Fuck tomorrow, and people loading up. Uh, by the way, Brother Deacon Asa says banana bourbon. What's next? Teriyaki ribeye? No, 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 Brother Deacon. Not teriyaki ribeye. Teriyaki rye. Don't give them any ideas. I just can't get the. I can't even capture the essence of banana flavored bourbon. I mean. These are two distinct flavors, and I can't imagine them. Yeah, this ain't this this ain't no Reese's ad. This is not chocolate and peanut butter, two great tastes that go great together. Oh, and I got to give a cow. Wait a minute, I got to give a cowbell to Brother Deacon. And this is for something earlier when Sparky was talking about his travel log through the gold country. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa said. Did Sparky mention Dry Town, California? I think that's where Ben Shapiro's wife hails from. That's not just a cowbell. That's a... <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess everybody else didn't find it as funny as I did. Well, uh, you know... I was at the local Costco the other day, and there were some people up from California looking for the liquor section in the Oregon Costco. They got beer and wine, but nothing stronger than that. You got to go to the state liquor store. Oregon still has squirrely laws? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not bad. The, it's not very far. Actually, it's sort of right next door to the Safeway we shop at, so it's convenient for us. But when somebody comes up from California, they expect to go into Costco and get the less expensive hard liquor in Costco. It just isn't there. It was kind of amusing. And, of course, I guess Pennsylvania has, still has some of the squirreliest liquor laws in, in the country. You have to go to a distributor. I think it's ABC still that way. ABC store, isn't it? ABC no, it's a distributor. Something? It's a distributor. Wow. 
Uh, hey, can y'all uh, can y'all do me a favor and not have a bunch of dead air or anything? Can can you get some conversation going? I gotta bounce out of here for a second, and I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I'll jump in. Please uh, do. We know the Republicans are pushing really hard to get rid of Social Security and Medicare and all that crap. But <clears throat> I think I've come up with why they're wanting to do it. If somebody right now is working at, say, and I'm just picking some numbers, $25 an hour, by the time you pay your 7.5% your share of Social Security, Medicare taxes, and you pay your income taxes, you're basically taking home $18.75 an hour. If they get rid of Social Security, everybody's going to be getting a 7.5% raise in pay by not paying the Social Security taxes, and the employer is going to be getting a 7.5% increase in profits by not paying for the Social Security tax. So when you come in to negotiate a new wage, they're going to look at you and say, well, hell, why are you wanting a new wage? You got a 7.5% raise last year. And they'll palm it off. And again, the lower end working people are going to get hosed by the Republicans. Am I well, wrong? Sounds sounds like something that they'd be definitely uh, for. Like they've been looking to get rid of Social Security since its inception. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've been working on it, and they and they got a good start on it back in the '80s under Ronnie with Joe Biden's help when they. Uh, doubled it from seven and a half percent total to fifteen point two percent total. Same so with Medicare. When they pri when they privatized Medicare, they fucked it all up, man. Well, yeah. I I still would like to see that bill come through where Medicare advantages can't use the term Medicare. Exactly, it's fraud, Roger. Yeah, it's it, it totally is fraud. fraud. Yep. There's a lot of people that don't know any better. I, they sit at home all day and watch those commercials, and they're like, "Oh, is he Jimmy well, Walker Medicare or doesn't Joe give Namath? me vision, or, yeah. vision yeah. or dental or hearing aids, but this advantage does. So I'm going to go over to that because it doesn't cost me any extra. And from what I hear, trying to go back on real Medicare is a real pain in the ass, if not impossible. Oh, it. It's damn near impossible. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law. Uh, when he retired, uh, well, he was a, a foreign national. He was a Peruvian citizen on a green card the whole time. And when he was in D.C., that was all cool because he was Kaiser and his retirement from the World Bank paid his Kaiser premiums. But when he came out to live with us, the closest Kaiser was 250 miles away. And we ended up having to take him down for some stuff and all the rest of it. And then decided we had to switch him over to Medicare because there wasn't any Kaiser around. And he had to pay some ungodly penalty. And we got some of it beat down because we could prove that he had been covered by other insurance. But he was still paying, I don't know, seven fifty a month for Medicare. God damn. Well, yeah, real Medicare, I think my mom pays. It's less than 200 a month, and it's good insurance. And when you get a Medigap coverage that fills in the donut hole, she doesn't have to ever worry about getting a bill. 
Well, I, I do my Medicare A and then pay my B premium because if I ever travel somewhere well, I that know. I don't know where the VA clinic is, I'm going to want to go into the regular hospital kind of number. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <clears throat> Medicare, not okay. Medicare, VA is all I use. Yeah. But what pisses me Medicare. off is I have to pay a copay with the VA, which of and of itself isn't bad. But mm-hmm. for the last, well, I signed on to Medicare when I was 65, so that was 12 years ago. I've never taken a dime out of Medicare, and they won't even cover my copay when I go to the VA. So you can't use one against the other as a secondary then? No. Now, when I was still insured under my wife, the insurance company, well, my school insurance covered all the copays. I mean, they were real happy to pay $5 for a three-month supply of meds. We're real happy to pay a $15 copay when I went and saw the regular practitioner, you know, the regular doctor, or the $50 copay when I see a specialist. They were happy to pay it, but now I I get to pay all that. So what the fuck am I doing paying for Medicare? I mean, I'm keeping it in case I, you know, hop on a plane somewhere and have a heart attack when we fly into Dallas and let them take me to the local hospital and then the VA can collect me and take me somewhere else but uh it, it's yeah, just swirly somebody was no by the way I'm, I'm i'm back no i think that was i think that was background noise in scott's room and uh, Darlene oh, in Connecticut has Darlene in Connecticut has a golf clap for uh, Brother Deacon Asa. Shapiro's wife is from Dry Town. Is freaking brilliant and hilarious. Those on the front porch and in the hospital didn't get it or didn't recall the baseline joke about Ben and what he said about his wife. Yeah, just to just to reiterate, uh, when Cardi B and Megan the, St- the Stallion came out with WAP a couple of years ago. Uh, of course, because he is the moral vanguard of America, Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby uh, Ben Shapiro uh, de- declared the song pornographic and disgusting and said that there's something wrong with any woman who gets wet and said, well, my wife's a doctor and she never gets wet. And it's, it remains the greatest self-own in the history of the, of the Internet. All right, now I get it more more fully. Hence, you know, dry, the, you know, yes, 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 dry town, California. I'm sorry, yes. I've not been myself. That's what it is. I was there. Dry town, California? Yeah, that's where that theater was. Oh, okay. With all the weird shit in it. Yeah, then, so that's why Brother Deacon made the joke. Um, another, uh, an- another maggot. Has has gotten some fresh new charges um, against him. I hope it doesn't hurt too level uh, too little. Uh, a dude, well, we got it. We got a two for this evening. Thirty-three-year-old um, uh, capital terrorist Edward Kelly uh, got taken down. Um, 
He was already facing multiple criminal charges for his role in the terrorist attack on the Capitol. And now he's been taken down for, ha, he doubled down the dipshit, uh, for a plot to murder individual law enforcement personnel who were involved in investigations related to the January 6th terrorist attack. Uh, Kelly and uh, another genius by the name of Austin Carter, 26 years old, got hold of a list of officers involved in the probes and started planning to murder them. And they also included a plan to attack the FBI's office in Knoxville, Tennessee. So hopefully they'll be going away for a nice long while. So we got that. You remember those? You remember those times not too long ago, when Republicans, at least in public, claimed to be in favor of law and order, and and the civil society. <laughs> yes, yes, those, those Halkin, those Halkin days. Wasn't there? There must have been a, you know, a, a, an alien invasion, where they swapped people out and and put. Uh, these odd replacements. Uh, no, it's who they've been all along. There's Brian Sean Smith, age 36, taken down by federal authorities in Huntsville, Alabama this week, charged with civil disorder, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds with a deadly weapon, disorderly conduct, engaging in physical violence in a restricted building or grounds and parading and demonstrating or picketing in a Capitol building. So... Use using the I, I don't want to and you can't make me defend I guess Liberty <laughs> Wolverines feed them uh, no uh, that makes over a dozen Talibamians who have been busted for the t uh, in relation to the terrorist attack on the Capitol on January 6 2021 uh, at the time he was wearing an army green jacket a camouflage baseball hat sometimes he had on black sunglasses he had an army name tag featuring his last name. Uh, he was shown on surveillance footage repeatedly yelling, impeding, and engaging in a group assault against law enforcement officers guarding the Capitol. So hopefully he, too, will enjoy some time uh, in the uh, care, custody, and control of the United States Bureau of Prisons. But then there's this dude. My goodness gracious. And... Uh, let me let me note that uh, we're coming up on about 40 minutes to go on the program. We're trying to get below $500 uh, in the fundraising goal to close the week. Uh, so basically, 520 bucks would finish the week to the good. We'd have two Friday on the front porch community-made miracles in a row, and maybe I could take a run at some of the power bill, which would be wonderful. God, it's exhausting. Um, but if you want to help out, my, uh, the PayPal buttons at headon.live and the help is badly, badly needed. Um, news coming out of the Athens Banner Herald. Uh, Steve, if you're still there, you'll enjoy this because this is uh, this is Georgia news. 67-year-old yeah, Daniel E. Rampey um, had been scheduled still, I guess, is scheduled to take office uh, on January 9th, 2023. He uh, 
got 83% of the vote in the Republican primary earlier this year. Um, and, uh, well, whether he uh, takes office or not is sort of, I guess, up in the air. Because uh, he was, to quote here, arrested at the Magnolia Estates of Winder Assisted Living Center, where he's been the manager for the past 38 years. Uh, This is Barrow County, Georgia. Steve? Um, Where is that? Oh, I'm thinking um, around Douglasville. Okay. Somewhere in that area. Well, the sheriff's office, the sheriff's office there in Barrow County said uh, uh, they started an investigation when (coughs) medication started going missing. And uh, it's around Winder and Brazelton, Jefferson. Okay. That gives you a point. Well, the county sheriff Jud Smith, uh, speaking to the uh, Barrow County. Battle cry, moral volcano, and battle cry of freedom. Another stolen Mark Twain line. Uh, now the local news publication said, "Yeah, well, we had a couple of instances of him on video taking the items, and today we had one as well. We actually filmed him going into the residence and taking the items." And uh, Currently, Rampy is charged with the distribution or possession of a controlled substance, burglary, and exploitation of a disabled adult. Um, he's in the. Who is this guy? Uh, his name is Rampy, R-A-M-P-E-Y. Uh, the story actually came out of the Athens Banner Herald. Daniel E. Rampy, 67, of Statham, Georgia. Uh, state, state house. Okay. I see him. There's a picture of him. Yeah, he looks like a crook. Well, but he's got he's he's got good God fearing Bible believing upstanding uh, Christ centered evangelical gun mentalist amosexual Christian Republican values, and he chews like up Marge. oxycontin. He chews up oxys for the refreshing burst of flavor. I reckon. <laughs> Who needs juicy fruit, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> double your pleasure. Double your fun. Well. Uh, let the Horn family know and let the record show that I don't chew them, but I do swallow them at regular intervals, and that's what's kept me uh, centered and grounded and uh, relatively pain-free thus far. Well, they they I, they they I, they're I, great. They're great for what they do because the the time-release coating on them. I mean, I've had them too, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Taken I've as... never had them until now, I don't think. Well, the nice thing is, if you take them as directed, you know, the, the other, the other uh, opioids, you take them and you just get slammed with that immediate right. effect. And you're like, well, Peter now. Four hours, yeah. Yeah. This is like a, just a, like riding waves on a semi-calm uh, body of water somewhere. Well, when you've got real badass pain, Oxycontin will just make you feel... Normal doesn't make you feel high because it's time released. It's time released. Uh, Maybe it's a body high then because I definitely, or it's just being tired. Whatever it is, it's it's it takes care of the pain, which is the legitimate reason. 
Oh, the first, no, the first week after surgery. I had it, and I was grateful for it. Um, and I've, I had it when, I also had it when, uh, on one of my pancreatitis attacks. Oh, and those, I've never had that, but I hear those are quite... Oh, that's a trip to Pain Mountain. Um, oh, yeah. But the well, fa- but, have, but if you the chew them up for the refreshing burning. burst of flavor, well, it's a, it's, like a, it's a different buzz. But these things, I think she said they're only like five milligram, which is the lowest dose. But the, these are too teeny tiny to chew. These, if you have, if you bad, try, uh, it would break your teeth. I mean, they're like cement. They're really hard. Well, they, it's by design. That. Yep, it's by design. Yeah. That's but why the God FDA, invented the pendulum motor, is turning. They have realized and, that they were hurting. Pistols, they were hurting. They were hurting a lot of innocent people by getting so ham-handed with prescription medication. The problem was is with the fentanyl that is um, getting mixed in with other street drugs. That's what's killing folks. And the FDA is finally realizing that, and they're telling doctors now, "Hey, you know, you need to treat your pain patients." properly because you know pain can kill you chronic pain can and it does kill people scott well yeah there was this there was there was a story i had a couple of weeks ago horrifying story of of a guy who committed suicide because his access to pain medication and and it wasn't like he was and and it's pathetic. Yeah, it's it's pathetic it. that you even have to say this sort of thing. But you know, it, it, he just kept do- from doctor to doctor to doctor, and the doctors, you know, he'd treat with one doctor till the doctor said, "Well, you know, I'm not going to be able to write this for you anymore. They'll come take my license," even right. though it was a completely legitimate yep. use. And the guy had had an injury that left him in debilitating constant pain. And what ends up happening, it happened to a good friend of mine. I've told the story here to the Warren family before. You end up turning to the streets because when you're in chronic pain that bad, you will sell your soul to the devil to find relief. And you turn to the streets, then you don't know what the hell you're getting. You get, you know, a hot dose. And I lost a very good friend about eight, nine years ago with that very same scenario. It, 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 we, you know, we need to rethink the way that we are treating chronic pain, and then they are. Back in September, the FDA came out and told all the doctors, "Hey, you know, you need to listen to your patients. Take what they're telling you seriously." Yeah, and, and so, and and this, you know, this guy, Daniel E. Rampy of Statham. This isn't a guy with a chronic pain condition. This is just a guy who steals drugs from old people. Just for shits and giggles for his own self. Yeah, and profiting or who knows. And and see, I know how it'll play. You know, he'll get busted. He'll 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 either plead out or I can't imagine him not pleading out. Uh, If Billable Rick's listening, he can certainly opine here. Um, like Limbaugh, you know. But he'll he'll plead out and, well, Your Honor, I just made some mistakes and I don't. And 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 his his petty fogger will say things like, Well, you know, he's been a pillar of the community, and he's not a flight risk, and he's unlikely to ever reoffend again. So, Your Honor, if you just put him on probation, 
we 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 just we just thank the world and all of you for that. And Jesus will bless you. And instead of going to a, a, a really nasty prison where he needs to go, I'll just go home. It pisses me off. But speaking of speaking of court cases, oh, and thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs, you're such a doll. Thank you. Uh, we are now down under four uh, under five hundred dollars. We're down to four ninety five for a community made miracle in the next half hour. I didn't know that. Uh, Randy Radar just told me hard ice cream is a thing now. Ice cream mandrake, little children's ice cream. Alcohol is a depressant, so it's not a great remedy as a pick me up. Boozy ice cream. Do, do, do you mean hard ice cream in the sense of booze? Yes. Oh, see, this is new on me. Yeah. Oh, speaking of ice cream, um, I'm not entirely responsible for some of the things I do, but I mentioned on the program that we had received a supply of Vermont Country Store no sugar added fruit sugars only um, fruit spreads. There were some. There were like three blackberries. There was a black raspberry, a raspberry, a boysenberry, and an orange pineapple. And yeah, I ran out last night and got a pint of vanilla ice cream and had it with some of that black, those blackberry fruits. Holy, mmm, God! It, you know, blackberries have such a beautiful and unique flavor. There's a kind of a little bit of the, the, the fruitiness and the berry quality, but there's a little bit of there's just a little hint of a kind of bitterness to them. Tart, yep. Tart that's the and tannins. yeah, tart yeah, and bitter. It's good for you. Yep. And I had it with that pint of ice cream, and oh, Nelly, as Keith Jackson used to say, that was some kind of good. I, now, if I'd had the Bluebell homemade vanilla, I probably would have just spontaneously combusted in a in a, in a rapture of pure delight. Well, uh, if you can ever get your hands on Marionberry. Uh, as a fruit spread. It's named for Marion County, Oregon, developed by the uh, OSU, Oregon State University Extension, quite some time ago. It's a blackberry, but is distinctly different in flavor from your average blackberry. And uh, you should give that a try. That sounds delightful. Are they, are they like bigger than the average blackberry or... Yeah, they're, well, out here we've got two basic different kinds. We've got the traditional, rather small-seeded blackberry, and then we've got the Himalaya berries, which have a really good flavor, but the seeds are like golf balls, uh, which I realize that's an exaggeration. But the Marion berry has the small seeds and a really good flavor. So just, you know, if you ever see a Marion berry jam or jelly, uh, don't hesitate to pick it up and give it a taste. That sounds fantastic. Hey, I just got what looks to be some uh, potentially breaking news from our buddy, from our buddy Mark down in Florida. Uh, Florida, Stan. Uh, the following charges are to be expect are expected to be recommended to DOJ uh, on behalf of the January sixth committee for former President Donald. Jailbird, hopefully, Trump. Signed, Mark, up to speed and still behind enemy lines. Stay safe out there, Mark. 
Uh, but this is uh, this is this looks hmm. 18 U.S.C. Section 2383 Rebellion uh, comes with a 10-year sentence and a disqualification to serve in office. 18 U.S.C. Section 1512 Obstruction comes with 20 years or potential. These are potential. These are maxes. And then 18 U.S.C. Section 371 Conspiracy to Defraud. And that comes with a max of five years. Um, you know, Mark, so let it be written, so let it be done. And what is it, Monday we get the uh, uh, we get the final report and the committee hearing and the recommendation of charges? Uh, Mark didn't tell me what his source was on this, but Mark is pretty sharp relative to uh, uh, breaking news. Well, I had heard the coming week, but I hadn't heard Monday in particular. But with the holidays coming up and the deadline for the end of this current Congress, they better get it. (laughs) They're going to be burning the midnight oil between now and whenever. Oh, I hope hope they drop a house on him. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, damn it. Oh. Just pulling my left leg up over my right leg to make a figure four laying here. Can you visualize that? Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a very, very basic move. I mean, I've been doing it ever since I was a child. You know, maybe even before I had the capacity to speak. Maybe it gets smarter when you're older and, 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 and infirm. I don't know. But did you, uh, uh, Scott? Did you feel parti- did you feel particularly infirm before this hit, like a week ago? No, but let me tell you, where's Laszlo with the pills? <laughs> Summon him quickly. No, I didn't actually. I mean, before I fell down, I was, you know, uh, not uh, not a a twenty year old, but certainly not. I mean, right now, there have been times when I've been hobbling around feeling like I'm 82. And not that there's anything wrong with being 82. You know what I mean. Yeah, but you're not 82. No, 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 not, not real close to it. But I don't know. I I just, uh, it might be, might have been easier if I was, you know, somewhere where I had relatives and, you know, a good circle of people that uh, bring me a covered dish of something or a snort of something or a backyard wind chime for the porch or is that what that was? <laughs> I heard something. I know it ain't medicine talking now. But yeah, I guess I answered your question. No, I felt fine until until I went down like a bag of rice. I feel fine. I feel happy. Oh, don't be such a baby. You're very ill. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go on the cart. Where is that from? I know that. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
that's the one to bring out your dad, isn't it? Yeah, that is, that's exactly what that is. Okay, yeah, okay. We're all slow on the uptake, and I apologize. I'm not my usual the snappy rejoinders and things. Although the other night I did get one. I did get you, as I often do, where it just zings you right to, to, to the glory. And I like when that happens because it's so unexpected. And the, the response is always fun. Oh, and uh, thank you for that, Ralphs. Ralphs did, did some digging around as the Horn Ad Hoc Marion Berry Fruit Spread uh, Research Department. Um, she's Mary found. Marion Berry? Uh, stop. Scott? Uh, no, what Roger was talking about. Uh, so I can order some from Amazon and uh, find, out, find out how they compare with ordinary garden variety non GMO blackberries. Somebody's banging away like it's the uh, U.S. Embassy in Saigon in 1975. What is it? Is that a typewriter? I don't know. Whatever it is, it seems like they had a corner, though. John Britovo. John Britovo. What are y'all doing? I tuned in to find out who the hell had something cornered in that corner. Somebody's beating somebody. How y'all doing? Oh, you know, if I was any better, I'd be something. I don't know. Maybe Noises County, Texas, where it's probably warm or something. Oh, maybe. I ain't going to brag. Got out of a T-shirt, so I did have my felt on during my show. Today. I did my rant. Yeah. Had a T-shirt, my felt as well, because it was cooler in the early part of the day, but it, it warmed up. You don't like the weather in South Texas? Just wait a minute; it'll change. Yes, it will. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we've moved How in. Doing, we've we've moved into the mud and slop portion of the program here. Uh, in the last week before the official beginning Are of we winter. Are shiny hiney already? Shit. Uh, I'm going to get me one of them now. Probably come in more handy than they used to. We need to enjoy this weekend, baby. Come Monday, it's going to be a new ball game. We're going to get presents under the tree on Monday and on Wednesday, and then Christmas is coming, and New Year's, and boy, howdy shit, hang on to your britches. 23 is coming. Oh, <laughs> 23 and me, John Pritivo. Telling you, there won't be any shortage of, of, of things to discuss, Robin. And there won't be. It's just going to hit like a ton of bricks, man. Uh, did, did Kevin McCarthy on January third. Yep. And he's sending out noises. Say, but this could all fall. Up. I mean, it, is it is it entirely unrealistic and just Pollyanna wishful thinking on my part, John, that I'm sitting here thinking that January third would be positively hilarious. If if, if uh, Raheem Jeffries walked away, Speaker of the House. No shit, that would be. I don't know. I understand they're trying to come up with a new troll notification system, so when they go to talking about uh, Hunter Biden, you'll hear this notification that goes, "Benghazi." <laughs> well, uh, Scott and I, uh, Scott yeah. and I wrote the theme song for 2023. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, the Benghazi of our time. We will hear about Hunter Biden till we're all fit to lose our minds. Yeah, that's about Here right. That's what it's. And be. and it's 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 like 
if there was ever a bigger waste of time and resources than that, I don't know what it is. Although they'll think of something. Well, when they're not, hold on, Scott. When they're not investigating Hunter Biden, they're going to be investigating Dr. Fauci. They're going to get him for all that vaccine shit. You know, giving him poking people in the arm there with fucking needles and shit like that. What the fuck does he think he's... <laughs> yeah, I got a note from Matt in San Francisco saying that uh, uh, still negative, and so are the tests. So uh, stay COVID negative, Matt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Oh, yeah. Hang on, someone's here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you, ha- do you, do you, do you have a, do you have a ca- Do you have a caller, Scott? No, she's taking my vitals. Uh, oh, ah, okay. Back. Well, we can probably continue to converse uh, in the meantime. But uh, I don't know if you heard earlier, uh, our buddy Mark down in Florida sent along uh, what is expected to be the charges recommended by the January 6th committee. Yeah, about that obstructing justice. Rebellion. 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 Yeah, insurrection. Fucking shit, yes. Yes, it's going to be several of those, and then we're going to get referrals to the Ethics Committee, and what don't go to the Ethics Committee is going to go to state bar associations for disbarment proceedings for some of these attorneys. So we're going to get we're going to get the GOJ referrals, we're going to get Ethics Committee referrals, and then we are going to see some lawyers that are going to be recommended to their state bar association that they be disbarred. And, uh, Mar- and Mark tells us judge. that uh, his source for that is Midas Touch and Ben Mycellus. Might have started reporting on it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 shit, you know, it's, I've seen it on CNN a little while ago when I was in the living room. They were talking about it. Obstruction of justice, obstruction of uh, official proceedings. Uh, they didn't use the word uh, rebellion. They used another word. Uh, it's meaning the same thing. Uh, Insurrection? They may have. Conspiracy. Cons- but I don't Well, know no, there's, there's conspiracy. The three charges are. Uh, rebellion, obstruction, and conspiracy to defraud. Oh, it's conspiracy to defraud. That was what. That was what. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, well, it, I, I don't. Day. I'm not sure what the etiquette is on this, John Bridevo. Um, is 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 this a champagne optional event, or since it's only a recommendation, do we stay down around uh, down in the in the beer neighborhood? Well. We're not rising up champagne yet because the only, you know, this is just a recommendation to uh, DOJ. It's up to DOJ regardless of what. And I always said I would rather have seen an organic charge come out of DOJ before besides a referral. But the DOJ is going to pick up a lot of information from the committee uh, with a lot of depositions that they've taken that the DOJ has not been privy to yet. So they're going to get a lot of information. But. You know, I, I I keep having this thought in my head that what's holding this democracy together, this, this society that we have, one of the things is a belief in our justice system. I know it's fucked up. We, we could point out examples of it being fucked up every day of the week. But we have a basic... But not this fucked up. Not this... No, well, look where we're going, baby. We're going to the top. We're going all the way to the pinnacle of this shit. And if we cannot get a conviction on him, for things that we are all witness to. This is not some you know deep dive that they have to find. 
We all witness what he did. We just need to have it proven in a court of law. It's not always easy to do. It. And if this shit gets indicted tomorrow, you know it's going to be two years before we see a trial, three years or whatever. Postpone and delay, baby. Because in Donnie's mind, justice delayed is justice denied. And that's the way he's always going to play it. But and he's and he's he's got to he's got to win and he's got to win in twenty four if he wants those charges held in abeyance. Uh, do you see his NFTs? Come on. Come yes. On. <laughs> you know what I was thinking though. He, he's not a he, you know he's a grifter. He's a man that wants money. And, and, and the people that are buying these things are not Joe Blow smut down the street redneck with his pickup truck. He ain't got $99. If he did, he's going to spend it elsewhere on beer or something. I don't know. Buy his girlfriend a present. But who is buying them are people that want to donate to him or win his favor. Hell, they're probably buying 50, 60, 70, well, there's, at a time. I don't know how you sell out of... You don't. But it's they're, but they're sold out. It creates a market. Mm -hmm. It creates a market. Oh, we're sold out. No, I want one. I didn't get the cowboy one yet. You know, and, and and but he's already raised over four million dollars with it. You know, Jesus. So, yes, four point something. Okay, Tom, okay, I can't do that in my little old pumpkin head. Hang on, I got to get the calculator out. Yeah, how many is that? Uh, so that's four. Not, not, not. Yeah. Not, not, not. Divide by ninety-nine. He has sold there. There, there are forty thousand four hundred and four idiots. Well, not necessarily, Robbie. You know, some of them old boys—they want to make a good impression with Donnie. I'm gonna buy up a thousand of them. Send him a thousand dollars. Are you shitting me? Yeah, and then and then send them for send them to your neighbors for Christmas. Yeah, yes. Package them up. Put them in a box. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I, when I saw the pictures, it just, I couldn't card. help but just, uh, what I, I would have more value How if it was a trading card. I put my hand. Trading card. If he had come out with an actual card, limited, limited supply of actual paper cards, whatever the fuck he wants to make them look pretty, he would have generated income, but people would have bought them because in a certain point of time, 20, 40, whatever years down the road, they would be valuable. You know, but he did an NFT, which gets him a lot of money real quick. But, you know, people are going to forget it's on their phone or I don't know how that shit works. You know, I, 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 and, and that's the thing. I don't I don't either. I don't know how it works. Once well, he sends it out at the JPEG, all you got to do is copy it and you can sell them yeah, all over the place. Yeah, you can, I, can, I can have a copy of every one of them. I don't have to pay for them. Well, I hope, that, I hope there's some genius at the Lincoln Project or Midas Touch or somewhere that's going to come out with, uh, I don't know, some Trump NFTs done as every member of the village people. <laughs> the cowboy, the cop, the leather dude. Yeah, the leather dude. I can't wait to see the investigation into this for ethics violations. For Because, when, when like I said, I don't think these are just uh, maggots out there collecting. No, this is giving uh, people a, a venue. Uh, an opportunity to be able to move money into his ass uh, and, and not be questioned about it. That's exactly what I don't. I don't think anybody's out there going to buy these damn things for ooh for the for the historical value or the or the future 
you know, dividends I might get a fuck no. They're trying to kiss his ass. So, you know, that that's what I'm taking it as. A bunch of and it's like I said, it's not forty thousand people out there doing it. No. That's some rich assholes out there making some big donations. Oh, what are there? Five of them, so forty by so that's like eight thousand assholes. There you go. Who bought the whole set. And by the way, I got to go back to, uh, you know, Roger mentioned Marion Berries, and uh, Scott made an oblique reference, and then Jimmy chimed in, and this is cowbell worthy. Jimmy writes in and says, Ah, Marion Berries, watch out for them, they be speeding. <laughs> Oh, and uh, uh, we we got to talking about liquor a little bit ago, and uh, uh, Arnold Arnold chimed in and sent me a, from Pennsylvania uh, a quart imported from Scotland, that sixty nine gold, and a bottle of Seagram's one hundred Piper's Scotch whiskey. Who Arnold? Damn! That 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 <laughs> that could hurt a girl. Buckle down, Well, tis the season, Robin. Well, are, it you is. Feeling, are you feeling Christmassy? Actually, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm feeling more Christmassy than I have in years because we've got two it's little. A, we've got two little ones in the house. There you go, baby. It's going to be Junie's. Junie's six month right, old, and it's going to be her first Christmas. Oh, so she probably yeah, but uh, it's also. It's also our five-year-old granddaughter's Christmas, and she is so excited. Oh, she's just thrilled, and, and she's looking at the packages, and oh, my. Oh, she's ready. She is absolutely ready. And so I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. There's that. I only want one thing for Christmas, <laughs> and that's the standing rib of beef to smoke uh, out on the smoker. Who's going to do that for you? Well, I mean, you know. They're gonna do it. That's who's gonna do it. God, that's the whole idea. I get to, that's I get to cri idea, Christmas Day. I get to play around out by the smoker and put the, uh, the the probe thermometer in and watch that little son of a gun till it hits about 118 degrees and off she comes and whoo wee. Well, I, I just came back. I assume you're talking about, about your your traditional standing rib, literally yes. standing rib. Yes. Yeah. But then again, but yummy. then again, the fact of the matter is, meat being what meat is, we may have a standing rib of hamburger. Yeah, yeah, we'll shape it just right. <laughs> we're, we're we're starting to get together an idea for getting together down here with some of the blue dots. Oh. One of one of our blue dots is moving uh, down to Rockport down here. Uh, Randy Peterson, old Navy guy. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, Randy. Yeah, and he's going to be moving down here. So, uh, Michael up in Kansas City and several other people. Are you familiar with Joe Garcia? Have you heard about him yet? I don't know. Help right. me out. Joe, Joe lives up the road about 14 miles from me. He's one of our blue dots. And me and him actually met at HUB at the store. And he walked over. Hey, aren't you that guy? And I said, no, I'm not that guy. No, that guy's but, some other guy. That guy's somebody other guy. No, he's a great guy. Uh, but one of his big hobbies is barbecue. And when I say barbecue, uh, Joe's pit will feed uh, over 200 people. <sighs> Oh man! It's it's on wheels. Oh, I've got no. Okay, I've got I've I've got I've got pit mistress. Oh man! Goosebumps just hearing that. Yeah, and he's already gotten the works of designing it, or he's trying to put together another one that will feed up to five hundred. 
So when, when Lord of mercy, briskets or ribs and stuff. Yeah, he's serious about it. John, I've never been to a Texas barbecue, an authentic Texas barbecue before. But is it like something out of the movie Giant with Rock Hudson and uh, Elizabeth Taylor and um, uh, who else was in that? Oh, Do you remember that scene? Tell me what are you talking about, HUD? I, I, did, I did not see the movie. Ain't that no, Giant. Oh, Giant, yeah. Yeah, the George Stevens. I got to jump in the Wayback Machine when Scott's talking. Well, he was uh, it's perfectly relevant. Uh, he was talking about Texas barbecue and the size and scope of yes. it. Yes. I, mean, I, 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 I bet movie, that's a pretty damn good-sized barbecue. You know? Yeah, where one one guy is kick is sitting there cooking like I don't know eight or nine huge ass fucking briskets. You know he's been sitting there ever since about yesterday. At, you know. Oh yeah. Daybreak. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, they take it a, pretty serious. They dig a big uh, pit somewhere in the fire, and this is going to be disgusting for people at dinner time. But brains. I don't know if they do that in today's world, but back I'm in not the, at my barbecue. No, <laughs> no brains. No brains. No brains. I ain't eating no tongue either. Well, now, John. Now, no, no, no I, I'm sorry. I no. I will fight I'm you. Just joking. No, no, I was just joking. Don't eat anything out of a chick out of the cow's mouth and eat eggs every day. Comes out of chicken's ass like you shit. Right. No, tongue is good. Baby. Tongue is delicious. And yes. I have heard a rumor. So far, it's only a rumor. But I've heard a rumor over to the Wally World in, 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 in MacArthur, West Virginia, which is near Beckley, that they actually stock oxtails. And if that rumor is true, well, it was, it was about a year ago, just a little bit uh, less than a year ago, that uh, I got up and cooked for the first time. And I fixed an oxtail stew that, that Annette says to this day is the most delicious thing she's ever eaten in her life. You know, I've never had oxtail, but it seems to me a while back ago I was at the store and I saw oxtail and I just, I remember it just coming, I went, huh, oxtail, I didn't eat that. <laughs> I went on to bed. Oh, it's, it's magnificent because there's so much going, there's so much going on in there. I mean, you, uh, you season them with a little, little salt and Probably pepper and you get some oil just smoking hot in your, in your stew pot or whatever on the, on the stove top and you sear it on all you sear the oxtails on all the sides you pull them off and you let them rest and then you add in like onions and celery and carrots and you let them and and, and you let them saute in that hot oil and you put your oxtails back in and you and, and there's some Worcestershire and some wine and uh, this and that and you, you let it and you and you let it simmer low and slow and what happens is the collagen in, 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 that, in, that, in those oxtails um, dissolves, and it makes this just rich, beautiful stew, and the, and the, and the beef on the oxtail just absolutely falls apart. Mm. And well, that with some, with some crusty French bread to sop with. Well, oh, oh, get out of town. Crusty French bread. I bet you ate. I, I bet you H E. I bet you H E B's got some good crusty French bread. They do. They do occasionally. Occasionally, not all the time. They they shape it up like a, a wider part than I like. I like it like the French bread I used to remember when I was. Yeah, like a baguette. Boys. You bet. You know, you could you baguette. You bet. So, 
Another yeah. one you might want to try is take the beef tongue and run it through the process of corned beef. Mm. Oh, like with, with the, 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 salt and, the salt and seasoning uh, curing? Salt and seasoning cured in the refrigerator for about a week and then cook it like you would a, a corned beef, but it's corned tongue, and that's real tasty. Oh, mercy, that sounds heavenly. I wish I had a knack for cooking like y'all did. Uh, another 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 thing you can another thing you can do with the tongue is uh, once you've trimmed it and peeled it and everything, um, you you split it lengthwise and you stuff it with crab meat and like some onions, scallions, and like some panko breadcrumbs and you do the butcher's the you do the butcher's knot and you and you roast it that, you roast it that way. Oh, we got people out there listening to this shit getting all excited now. Well, we haven't gone deep in the food porn in a while, mm. but I, I, I might as I might as well talk be, be, be talking about I don't know Ocetra caviar because ain't nobody around here got no tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. And that probably nope. came out entirely wrong, but yeah. we'll just have to live with it. I have it. I just can't. Even, it's not interesting, is it? <laughs> No time. Life is hell. Life is hell. Have, have you made some good donations? Have the people let the spirit of the of the season come? Well, we 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 are we are needs this stuff, baby. We are Not on the we are on the air this evening because we got enough together last night to pay the internet bill, and so I now we're feeling Robin. Now we're on the way to try to trying to pay the uh, he the pow the eight hundred dollar power bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not that high, but mine starts with a four, and it scares the shit out of me every time I get it. But uh, y'all don't forget that, that let the season come through in your heart, baby. Robin, this is how she makes her living. This is how she pays her bills, baby. This is it. So let that kindness come through. If you can only afford a few bucks, a few bucks would be well, well appreciated in this family. And we've and, been uh, in far worse shape. The goal right now is $495, Oh, John. you've been worse than that. You've been way worse than that. But we don't want you having to worry about shit going into the season, baby. You know, so if anybody can help, if anybody can step up and, and fill that need, we appreciate it. We appreciate the shit out of it. Yeah, my my, my family my family my family Christmas gift this year is having electricity, water, and <laughs> mine is still having internet. a house. Right. They, they yeah. Four hundred dollars on my fucking yeah. Yeah, and a car. I still got my house. So fuck you. I'm still here. Yeah, I so, see. Yeah. You know, this time of year is hard, John, because you see all those ads where. You know, the, 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 these people are like, you know, the, the guy leads his wife out of the door and there's snow on the ground and it's all beautiful and there's a wreath on the door and candles in the window and he, she's got a blindfold on and, and you're hoping it's not going to get weird. And he, he leads her out and, and there's a great big old giant shitbox Canyonero SUV with a humongous red ribbon about it. And you're like, who does do that? I do it every fucking year. No, you don't. Come on, man! Get with the program. Oh. Buy you one of them big ones, big boat too. Don't get one of them old. Yeah, I got. No, I need that. I need that third row rear yeah. seat. We got, we got youngins yeah. to haul around. Mm -hmm. That ain't happening at my house either. Just like you, we're lucky to pay the bills. It's going to be a pretty slim Christmas, but it's going to be a joyous Christmas. I That's mean, the thing. Know. It is going to be a joyful Christmas. It's going to be a happy Christmas. Uh, we have much to be happy about. There was a breakthrough on my street uh, between uh, neighbors and. Uh, and and, and and I really am taking that as as, a, as one of the biggest presents I got this year. 
is that breakthrough that, that I don't have to worry so much. You know, that's beautiful. It, a lot to me. it is. It is. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to have presents under the tree, but it's not going to be a spectacular Christmas, but it's going to be a good Christmas. Uh, like you, we're paying yeah, the bills. Yeah. The lights are on. You know, I got gas in the car and food in the groceries. So, you know, one day at a time, baby. That's yeah, I mean, there's not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be getting a, a, a three carat blue, white diamond yeah. solitaire or anything, yeah. but, not, you know. Not happening, baby. Not. Well, who knows? There could be somebody out there right now listening and just heard that sentence. Boy, say, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. You'll get a lifted. I'll get up, I'll get up nice and I'll get anyway. I'll get up bright and early and the and the kids will have their Christmas and then maybe Ferg and I will come back here into the studio and do our Christmas tradition of watching the Big Lebowski first thing Christmas morning. Yeah. No, my, my, my real hang up is my th- dog doesn't buy me Christmas presents. No shit. Mine either. Come here, I'm gonna kick you. Uh now my, my, my hang up my hang ups are the standing rib of beef and to be and, and I would dearly love to be able to drive down to Charleston, go to the fresh seafood market down there, get some oysters, and make Christmas morning fried oysters and then Christmas evening oysters bienful. Oysters are a big part of the family tradition for both sides of my family here because back in the day, John, I don't know if you know that I mean, you know, New Orleans, South Texas, oysters are oysters. But a hundred years ago, the only time you saw oysters in this area was when it got down to freezing cold. And then the oysters could be put in barrels on ice, and they could be shipped in by rail. And I'd hate to say if I was up there in West Virginia and somebody's trying to serve me oysters, I would be looking at going, hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's, just a, it's, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from the Chesapeake Bay. Nowadays? Yeah. Well, no, uh, they probably pro- mountain oysters. No, mountain probably get no, probably get them. Probably got them faster a hundred years ago on a tr- on, on a on a, on a freight train, than you get them now. Now you, now you get them in a jar at the, at the grocery store. Come here, baby. Mountain See, oysters. You go, you no, jingle not mountain balls. oysters, Steve. Balls, jingle all quit way. that. No. Gave me five new kittens for Christmas. Aw. Yes, I ain't even opened my eyes yet. They're over there in the box here in the office. Five of them. I got six outside that are barely getting around. You got? Are there the, the the new ones? Is there is there a tortie in there anywhere? No, no. These are all black, or and there's two with a little bit of white on them. All my cats are black, or black and white. Period. They're all over the place out here. Oh wow. Got three acres, and that's all you see out here. Well, we've got um, we've been looking outside. It's getting cold, so you know things are beginning to move around a little bit. Um. Little possum's been visiting uh, uh, from time to time, and you know, don't be hating, because I don't dislike them. I have, I'm respectful, and I try to not scare them. We got the most adorable little skunk running around in the yard. I don't scare off anything. Every evening, uh, uh, a raccoon comes up my stairs outside and comes up on the porch. I got cats laying all over the place. Raccoon walks right over to the cat food bowls and starts eating the leftover cat thing. And the cats all just sit there and purr and look at them. You know, everybody, we like to think we yeah. got to feed everybody. Same with there. the possums. The possums. Yes. I love possums. Oh, shit. Oh, but that, yeah. that, that you know, we've, we've opened the studio door here a couple of times and seen that little black with that little white stripe just kind of wiggling and waggling and waddling. I'm like, oh, hi, baby. We're There's closing the door now. Like, don't be afraid. I seen on, uh, it was either YouTube or TikTok. I don't know which one. Uh, a guy's got a pet, uh, 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 
I'm sorry. Losing my bucket knife. Uh, not raccoon. What possum? What we just thought he's got a pet possum. This thing's cute as shit. Oh, Runs possums are house, adorable. Curls up, curl, curls up with him and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're not as nasty as people that, think yeah. they are. No, they don't get rabies. No. They consume like 20 times their weight in ticks and fleas. I mean, that's good. That's good eating. If you got dogs, huh? That's good. Eat, that's good eating if you're a possum. And 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 if you're real gentle, you can eventually get them to come up and and not be afraid of you. And they're just as sweet as can be. And yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I you know, bear. I will try to scare a bear away. And black and black bears. Black bears is what we have here, and they're notoriously shy. The only thing that will die around me is a spider on me. Right. If I see the spider, no problem. Help you out the door. Okay, let's get, get, get out the door. If you're on my skin, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, black, sna- black snakes you live. <laughs> black snakes live. Copperheads die. Yep, there you go. There's certain things you can uh, But, John, I'll bet you've heard this. What? Have you, have you ever heard... Uh, bobcats or wildcats getting it on. Oh shit! It oh, is. Shit. I don't have to wait too often. I mean, that not yeah. Across the river from me is nothing. Okay, so we get we get bobcats. We get a lot of coyotes over there. Uh, we've had a mountain lion spotted uh, over on that side. Uh, well, when yeah. when the bobcats and the wildcats get it on, it's one of the most terrifying things you've ever heard because it's sound- somebody's out there getting bloody murdered. Yeah, it, well, it sounds like it, it sounds like a woman in extremis, and we've got one across the road and up on the mountaintop, and I don't know how far he he or she ranges. We'll call them they non-binary. I think I think cats are kind of NB anyway. Do you keep having an urge to call nine one one? Oh, some lady getting murdered out here. It's yeah, it, it, it will it will ra- it, it will raise up the short the little hairs on the back of your neck. It will. I would not I would not move back to the city for Oh, I, I just that. mentioned I just mentioned my power bill a minute ago, and I got yeah, a note from Matt in San Francisco. I got a note from Matt in San Francisco. Subject line: Electric bill. Don't kill me, Robin. Oh no, my PG and E bill this month was five dollars. Solar is a great thing. Solar remains solar remains my dream here, Matt. But on the other hand, Matt says last week I paid property tax and the registration on three cars yeah, and the go. airstream. Let's just say kissing thousands of dollars goodbye with nothing but a sticker to show for it's a hard pill to swallow. I'm but, sure it's a pretty sticker. Uh, <laughs> lovely and probably sparkles and shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, may, may, it may it may be as sparkly as a Trump NFT. Uh, but uh, here's what matters: update. Husband is sleeping, laundry is done, dogs are fed, puppies are fed, and I still have not contracted COVID-19. Knock wood. What a wonderful world it is, baby. Merry Christmas, Matt. Indeed. Outstanding. But, I, you know, I, I, I've had a... Can ca- we ask for anything more in life than that? Really? No, no. Contentment, happiness. I mean, contentment, no matter what scale or what ladder, step ladder we are on this economic world, or you can find that, you can find a reason. I, I tell people every day, put a smile on your face, and better yet, put a smile on somebody else's face. 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what Christmas is like down at Marital Ardass. You know, I can I can hear melanoma saying, "Oh, darling, oh, darling, you have gotten you you have gotten me as a, a, a can of, spr- of 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 Krylon polyurethane for my coffin for me to sleep in tonight." Yeah. <laughs> and and that's okay, but. You know, tradition. I come from a place where people were poor and made the best of hard situations. And like talking about those oysters, my grandfather did not cook, but every Christmas morning he got up and he fried the oysters for his family. You know, his 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 three sons and his two daughters. One of one of the boys wouldn't come home from the Second World War, but he would get up every Christmas morning and fry oysters. And the stockings, you know, they'd hang stockings, both sides of my family. And, and it was the same tradition. The stockings would have fresh oranges in them and, and, and nuts, uh, walnuts and almonds and pecans and Brazil nuts to crack. Oh, we always had nuts of stuff. And That's the simple joys of life, Robin. Yeah, it, and, and it, and and it didn't, it the didn't happen the rest of the year. That's the love that he was showing every day, you know. Yeah. And, and when they're, they're, you know, it, it's, you know, heartache is the price that we pay for love. Because eventually, if you love somebody, that heartache's going to come, baby. You know it is. Yeah. And it's going to be devastating. You'll live through it. You'll get through it. But it ain't never going to go away. No. It's always going to be there. And this, the the time, and this is the time. And this is the time of year we can. think of the people who aren't with us. That's exactly. I do. And and I, I you know, I'm I'm no Christian. And I don't know what happens when people die besides decomposition. I have no idea. But you know, when we remember them, we keep a, a, a little, a little, a little core nugget of them alive, and that is what eternity is. That is what that is what I that's what the, exactly the way. As long as somebody remembers you, as long as as long as you remain a memory in somebody's heart, then you'll live forever, baby. Yeah. And, and that's what we just and that's love that impression so we do that love it, memory is love and memory and love equal eternity and so just what's going to come with it I mean we it, we in this family we talk we talk we talk about people who are 200 years dead yeah some people compare themselves did you see his little speech greatest president ever greatest oh, Jesus president God. Lincoln <laughs> Uh, well, he's in love with himself. But he's talking about love. So, yeah, anyway. Oh God! <laughs> oh, and by, by the way, uh, you you, uh, you you had harsh words for the consumption of brains, John Britovo. Brother Deacon Asa said, "Fuck all y'all. Brains sautéed with onion and taters is fucking delicious." Oh come on, come on! He said, "Oh, uh, I was my, him up as a hero." There you go. You know. Yeah, my grandfather. I still think my, I don't eat innards. Uh, no innards. Maybe that's not gonna be so no. smart. Oh my my great my grandfather my my grandfather Kincaid loved nothing more than scrambled brains and eggs. Oh my God! Okay, okay, I understand. And I got to con- no sweet sweetbreads are ex- sweetbreads are ex- exquisite. Well, see, that's the thing. If I get to get my bush my bushel of oysters, some of them will be consumed raw. Some will be fried. I prefer to shuck mine right out of that shell, baby. Yep. Scrapple's the closest I've come to eating innards. That's it. 
I worked I worked for a little while on an oyster boat one summer. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lunchtime is just a bottle of Tabasco and a knife. Mountain oysters? <laughs> no, Jingle not balls. mountain oysters. Lay off. Jingle balls. <laughs> That's twice. <laughs> oh, are you shitting me? That's because I. Last night, my son dad said something about the guy, the liver king, the liver king, or something on TikTok, or this guy eating nothing but raw meat and testicles. And I didn't believe it. My son goes, pulls up his fucking TikTok or whatever the fuck it is, YouTube or whatever, liver king, and there's this big hunky muscle guy, and that's all he's fucking eating. Swearing up and down. He never used steroids all his life. The reason he's in the news is because they caught him using a whole bunch of steroids. He's got a body like you wouldn't fucking believe, but he sits there and eats some testicles raw. Just gross. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, by the way, I mentioned, I mentioned, I mentioned, I mentioned, I mentioned talking about people 200 years gone. <laughs> Matt in San Francisco said, I wish 45 was 200 years dead. That's my kind of Christmas miracle. There you go. There you go. Don't I guess give you up at a Christmas yet. No. And as to scrambled brains and eggs, he would have loved yeah. my mother, <laughs> Matt says. I just don't know if I could go there. Brains, I look at him and go, nah, that's right. How much is that ember to be? You know, it's like, it kind of looks the same, but I know where that is. No internet. I don't know. We all have little Dang. particular idiotic, idiotic. Oh, come on, Steve. You eat that. Come on, you 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 eat fried scrapple. chicken. I've ate I've ate scrapple. No, I mean, fried chicken I, livers. I come on, come on. You've had fried chicken livers. And I, I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia. I'm sure I ate a whole lot of shit. As long as I didn't know what I was eating, I was good to go. Right. Yeah. There you go. Or potted meat. You're eating innards if you. No. Yeah. No. No. Meat. See, I'll eat. I, no, I'll eat lots of stuff. <laughs> but nope. No potted meat. Nope. Ain't gonna happen. Mm -mm. No. Sorry. Forget it. Cold beans and motherfuckers. <laughs> You'll eat anything out of a can if you're hungry. Come on. True enough. Yeah. I guess I can't throw. But we don't want having to be hungry. I'm sure you have a dog kebab in Southeast Asia, John. Huh? Vienna, Vienna sausages too. What a dog kebab. Yes, I, I'm sure we ate quite a few. Spark. <laughs> quite popular over there, buddy. <laughs> you know, in the middle of the <laughs> night when you're out <laughs> drinking, does it really fucking matter what's on that stick? If it's fried and got salt on it, yep. there you go. There you go. Yeah, throw some hot sauce at it. Yeah, knock it down. There you go. Get on with your house. Well, we've run a little bit over time, but I'm I'm glad we did, and we've touched on a few semi-serious topics this evening. But sometimes Fridays are just sort of for hey, you know, relaxing. And Robin, I gotta ask something. Okay. Did you say you had an eight hundred dollar electric bill? Yes, sir. God damn! How did that happen? So and please, your if house, again, if because you because because bill. because the house is old and drafty. Because Ready Kilowatt is his friend. Uh, hers. Thank I'm you. Eighteen uh, twenty-four cents a kilowatt. No, but the, but what it, what's going what's going on? We don't have a furnace. So everywhere we want there to be any warmth, and we've got a six-month-old in the house, that means oh, we keep the house warm, the and we no keep the house or nothing. No, yeah, we keep that, and we keep the house warm with space heaters. Oh God! Space heater in the bathroom, space yeah, heater in the bedroom, yeah, space heater. Right, and they're all fifteen hundred watts. They're all max. That's like running the you're emergency full, electric heater water. on your um, heat pump. Then yeah, I get and, it. Okay. And yeah. on top of that, the the water heater is electric. The dryer is electric. 
God, the stove is electric. The fridge is electric. Your show is electric. <laughs> show is electric. Everything's electric. The well pump's electric. I, I'm, I'm glad I heard that about the solar panels because I am in the process right now of talking to somebody about getting solar panels a program down here in Texas to get your house switched over to solar. Oh. No. Exploring. We, if you do, we will celebrate. We will celebrate your freedom, John Brito. I would. I would love to because yeah, Which my building. What's your house facing, John? Well, my house would, but uh, you couldn't put a solar panel on top of my house because my house is surrounded by huge oak trees and, and there's just no nothing. But I do have about a, a little less than an acre out in front that is full sunshine all day long. It, part of one of the, the little pastures out there, I put uh, Jenny in. I could put panels out there on frames and it soak up the sun all day long. I don't know. I, I just now getting. Uh, I, I have to go through a process because you know electric companies down here in Texas. It's some program, but mine uh, recently because I, I belong to a co-op. Then uh, there's a special thing you have to go through to get the solar uh, adjustment. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna explore it and check it out and see if that's it's if I can do it. I will um, because it, it would just be better. I'd like to thought of, of you know when the power goes out i still got power uh that's the big thing is you know storms come down here and you lose power for a long time be nice to oh stuff. yeah so uh, but i'm exploring did you sell it. Off so, yeah. that generator what's that did you sell off that generator oh hell no it's sitting on still no it's sitting on my front porch baby right by the window in case i need that sucker yeah no i keep that thing handy as hell so thankful for, to have it. I ain't never letting that thing out of my sight. I told you how to hook it up. Yep, you sent me the cord too. I still have it right there I too. Sent so. you the cord. Huh? Told you how to hook it up. Yep, I'm ready to go. Rock and roll. If I lose power, that it's going to be sustained for a while. Yeah, I'll switch that thing right over to the generator, and we'll still be able to use the plugs in the house and stuff. So yeah, it's it, you know anybody nowadays nowadays with shit storms going all over the place whether it be wet or snow power losing power around here is increasing and you throw in nut jobs with guns and boy how to shit you never know but uh anyway rob and i hope you have the best of christmases baby i well, hope the whole thank you. family enjoys uh, the best christmas that could possibly be held uh in your hearts and I appreciate you so much. Well, you know, we will we will be we will be here all next week. Um, Friday is the twenty third, so that means um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day fall on a Saturday and a Sunday. So there shouldn't be any interruptions to the broadcast whatsoever. Yeah, except I, I usually do a live show on Sunday, which is well, Christmas. That's true. You going to work on Christmas? I probably will. You know, there, there's a lot in our, in our family that you know, if I don't have any major thing going on on Christmas. Yeah, we'll same reason I did. Yeah, same reason I do Thanksgivings. Well, yeah, we, you know, we have family members that that that, that, that aren't going to have a big family around, maybe. Right. You know, and everybody deserves that. Well, I will. I will. Uh, uh, I'll try to find time on uh, Christmas night to join in. Well, come by anytime. No, any anytime. Well, thank you, thank you, and I, I, uh, just, I just got a new. I got a new post office box today. I think I post oh, I got a stuff. yeah. Oh, post office box rents do uh, rents do yeah. too. I just forgot oh, yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. Well, I wish I could join you, John, but I've been banned. I didn't do that, Sparky. Yeah, we'll leave that. Uh, for, we'll leave that. Uh, we'll leave that for another day. Uh, well, uh, and of course, uh, let's see the thirty. Yeah, huh? 
The 31st of December will, of course, be two years uh, two years since my coming out in this community. Two years. And that'll be really special, but that's a on ride. a Saturday. So maybe we'll, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to consider myself to be along that journey with you, not... Oh, it's been a it's been a joy having you on the journey, John. Just just, just being, you know, in that uh, in that loop of knowledge. You know, and you know, so that'll be two years, and we'll see what year three does. <laughs> Twenty three and me. It's like fine wine, baby. It just keeps getting better. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, it's been very good so far. It's had its it's had its hurdles, and every now and then, you know, I get some shitty remarks from somebody that decides to email the program, but. Uh, uh, all in all, all in all. All in all is good. Well, I am going to have a good day tomorrow. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said for not hating yourself. My wife's birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to. Oh, happy birth happy birthday to Miss Marsha. I will indeed let her know you said that. Send her our love, please. She, I will. I will indeed. She's. I think she's uh, going to be 38 this year. Really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have had her she for I wouldn't have had her for a day over twenty nine. Might be listening right now, so yeah, I'm trying to score points here. But come on, yeah, twenty. I thought twenty nine. I thought uh, I thought I thought she was twenty nine. Yeah, she looks it. Trying to help here. I know she is. I know she yep. is. And you're both lucky to have each other. Yes, I'm lucky. Damn lucky. Uh, I know it every day. Well, have a wonderful weekend, and everybody, yeah. thank you so much for your conversational brilliance and sparkling wit. By the way, on the way out the door, uh, a note from Billable Rick. Cowbell for Scotty. I nominate Scotty for a cowbell for his generally upbeat attitude and indomitable spirit and in keeping his sense of humor despite the all of the bullshit that he's been going through. Continue your recovery, buddy. We're all rooting for you, and we certainly, certainly are. So thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. None of this would happen without all of you. Um, thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatsoever manner you might choose. Uh, please, 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 uh, wherever you listen to the program, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the love button, whatever positive affirmation button they've got, please hit it so the algorithms will see us. And maybe more people will join in this incredibly unique, long-running conversation. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky and Roger and Steve in the chat room and in the old holler tree. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head-on.live. Remember, brand-new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between in the Great Globe Round and whatever time, well, you know. But the best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is the is head on dot live because among other things, no damn commercials. How about that? Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, White Rose Society dot org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, twenty plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please get your get your booster, get your flu shot. Wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask when you're in big crowds, or especially if you're among the great maggot unvaxxed and unwashed. 
Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Take it everywhere you go. Uh, and uh, keep your social distance like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And, of course, if somebody comes burbling toward you down the street saying, No, really, I'm better than Washington and Lincoln combined. Avoid, avoid that maximum maggot like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.